Welcome to episode 402 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Team. Welcome along to episode 402 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom, Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? Very good, Bevan. How are you? We've got, we got fans here today. Mm. This Pre- is a first. Pressure's on. We've got an audience. Yeah. There's let's, actually a million people in my house. Let's not cock it up. We've never cocked it up, Newsom. No. So we've got, we've got Ken and Julie Fox from Australia via America. We might get you on later on and have a bit of a yarn to you guys about what you guys are up to. But uh, Should I do another pee challenge? We get them on, I'll go run out for a pee. And can you beat you one can... minute 16? Yeah, we'll see how I go. Do you know what? I got a good email this week from uh-huh. someone who actually did the lock of the wife out of the house. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're reading it out later on. They're a legend in my eyes. Anyway, um, uh, this week's show is going to be a little bit different because Newsom's done some good homework and we've got the legend, Scott Molina, coming over, haven't we? Well, this is a, like last week I started doing a little bit of prep and thought. It was actually you, you that started um, reeling Thanks. off a few names from the on Athlinks when we were looking on there at past results from Ironman New Zealand. And I was just going through just some of the awesome athletes that have come here. So this show is the Kellogg's Nutrigain Ironman in New Zealand Super Special. Well, and, and in all fairness, it probably is worth doing because it's 30 years. It is. And what were you doing 30 years ago? Oh, six, seven, seven. My first kiss. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Getting the cane. And did you get the cane? No, I didn't get the cane. <laughs> I got the strap. It's yeah. a long story. So we're going to be doing, basically most of the show is going to be Melina kind of talking us through I'm in New Zealand? No, not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. look at the show notes you've done in segments. Yeah, that's. I'll go through some of, the, some of the history and then we'll get Melina's going to come in and talk a bit about the early days in, in the sort of 80s and early 90s when it was in Auckland. And the oh. significance of that is... He you can was, see why I thought that book, can't you? You could. Yeah. But he won the first ever Ironman New Zealand in 1985. Oh, did he? Mm. So, oh. I th- yeah. There you go. One of the very first races. That wasn't an Ironman. It wasn't, but he still won it. He and, he's, and he did it a lot of times. Um, okay, so we've also got some other things. We've got news. We've got an age grouper of the week. We've got a high five. Tips on Ironman New Zealand. It's all Ironman New Zealand. Did you, did you bring that up yourself? Did you do your high five? Yep. Well done. Yeah. Uh, history of Ironman New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Melita's coming over. He's going to be talking about the early days of the race, and then we've got questions and answers at the end. Well, first of all, obviously, because this is our Ironman colour. You're gonna, just going to ignore the sponsors? Oh, I mean, Talk is proudly brought to you by. It's because we've got our, our fans here. Coffees of Hawaii. I got distracted. I'm easily distracted. Yeah. Um, well, it's best coffee. The, the foxes love it. <laughs> Athlinks.com. Um, social networking for endurance athletes. An extreme endurance. Your lactic buffer. Okay, so uh, we've already done what's happening in this week's show. So, news. We've got uh, I'm in New Zealand coming up this weekend. And as we were talking about last week, it's going to be a pretty exciting race on the men's side of the race because it's a pretty super strong field, isn't it? It is a stellar field. Uh, through some of the years in the 2000s, we just we had the Cameron Brown show and he just crushed everybody. And occasionally there was one guy that might push him a little bit. But this year, it's just an awesome field. I still think we're going to have Cameron Brown, Bevan Doherty or Terenzo. One of those guys is going to fire and we're going to have a Kiwi victory, hopefully. But man, there are some other decent dudes here. We've got, According to Torsten on try ratings, Cameron Brown should take it down. I mean, Bevan's only got one result under his belt and a DNF at Ironman. So Cam's expected time is 8.24 and Bevan's is 8.27. Last year he did 8 about eight, 18 or something like that. Yeah, because he uh, didn't he? So, yeah, you'd expect probably one of those two to go. Terenzo's got the talent to do it, but he's yet to sort of show in an Ironman 
the talent that he's got over 70.3. But, you know, if he brought his A game and, and managed to pull it out of the it hat. It would be nice for him to do it there. It would be. You know, like he's got the, he's got the pedigree, but it would be nice for him to actually mm. pull that off in this race. So th- those, th- those three, which are always going to – Always going to be there. Then you got uh, Tom Lowe, who's predicted. He's predicted according to Torsten, coming third, eight twenty nine. Uh, Tim Burkle, the Aussie, who's you know he he put out a stellar run last year in Cairns. He could be. I uh, oh, can't see him winning it, but he could be there or thereabouts. Marco Albert, who beat Brownie last year, and he was in second place. And uh, as the Mountain Snow was saying, Marco Albert would have got course record if um, Bevan hadn't he still would have been in the course I think record. he might be wrong there oh come on Mountains though <laughs> I'm trying to make you look good I think he's led you off the, uh, the garden path I don't think so but he still had a good, really good race yeah. and you'd expect to see him uh, you know hopefully hanging with Bevan again but I think he only ran what did he run I love Torsten's website. It's got everything I need. Uh, he only ran two fifty six. So, so he went eight twenty five. I'm sure Brownie's been quicker than yeah, that. Yeah, no, he is. Uh, Bevan actually went eight fifteen, and then Brownie was third in eight thirty eight thirty four last year. So he just Brownie had a shocker last year. So he is showing some pretty good form. Well, interesting. Like last year, I think if you wanted to get top ten, you did about nineteen, didn't you? Oh yeah, man. It was pretty slow last year, wasn't just it? Dudley. Well, if we're looking at this field here, if you don't go sub nine, and based on Dawson's predictions, you're still only going to get 13th. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be an exciting race. You've got Philip Graves. He could mix it up on the bike and make it interesting. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Hawksworth, who's a POM, who's won uh, Ironman races. Roman Guillaume, who's won Ironman races before. Peter Verbrusik, the, the glove man, he's there. And then uh, Guy got Crawford. Guy Crawford. You got Rhodesy in there as well. Harry Wiltshire. So the, the pace oh, is the pace is going to be on in the swim. Why have so many poms come over? I don't know. I, I, as I said last week, I wouldn't be surprised if you know they use this as a first hit out. And if things aren't quite going to plan, maybe they'll go to Melbourne. But the pace is going to be on the swim because you're going to have Wiltshire. You're going to have. Um, Last year's Marco Albert there in the swim. Two of the Albert's one of the better ITU swimmers around. Wiltshire usually leads swims out, and so Bevan may hang with those guys. He may not, and if he does, play along with Philip Graves, who's a solid swimmer, they could have a really could be really flying on the bike. Well, and then you've got Philip Graves who can smash the bike as well. So if <laughs> the other boys can sit on his wheel. But then, yeah, who knows what's going to happen behind that? Because Brownie could team up with a couple of other guys. Uh, so. This is by far the strongest field that I can remember in a very, very long time. So uh, one name we haven't mentioned, John Newsom. I'm picking him up top. Up top. Up top. Up top. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm okay, picks. Uh, I'm gonna go for Brownie. I think. Oh wow! You're yeah. picking Brownie. Yep. Why? Is it a sentimental? Is it just you're feeling happy inside? Oh, or he's just been on fire in these seventy point three races. Normally he's absolutely rubbish at them. You know, normally he go last few years when he's been to Tauranga. You know, guys that are good 70.3 athletes have been beating him, but he's just been toweling everybody. And that race in Auckland was was pretty impressive. And if you didn't have such a stacked field, I'd probably be leaning more towards Bevan. But because I think Brownie will get some help out there on the bike and might, may well sort of bridge up, yeah, I'm just going to lean that way. So, yeah, I think it'll either be Brownie or Bevan, but that doesn't take a rocket scientist to predict that one. What about you? Um... I was going to say someone else, but I'm not a rocket scientist. No, no, I don't, I don't really know, to be honest. I don't, I don't know if I can pick Brownie, to be honest. Never going out on a limb with you, yeah, yeah. Just, just be friends with everybody, yeah, sit yeah. on the fence. No, well, Bevan's got a great name. Yeah. You know, so it's a, it's a good reason to pick him. Um, I would say uh, uh, it's pretty hard to pick Brownie. Like, it's a funny one with Brownie because Brownie knows the course, legendary athlete there, but Bevan dominated last year. He d- absolutely crushed he, it, and he blew up on the run. And he dominated. But the only thing is, on top of that, is he hasn't had great Ironman racing since. Well, he's only had one. Yeah, I know, but it wasn't great. Yeah. And, uh, and so 
I don't know. Does no, I think I'll go Bevan. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that with Bevan, he's still a little bit younger and fresher. Not not saying Brownie can't win it. Brownie, you know, he's obviously knows how to race this race really well. But Bevan's race last year was pretty phenomenal. It was. Yeah, and you often but you often see athletes come in from ITU do the first race, smoke it, and then struggle a little bit after yeah, that. Why is it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they just go in there blindly the first time and then realise how hard it is. And then maybe they're a little bit more cautious next time. Bevan probably last year just threw caution into the wind and went for it. Uh, but yeah, who knows what he can do? You know, if he hadn't blown up last year, he, you know, he might have gone like eight ten or something yeah. on that course because he he really suffered in the second half of that run. And so Brownie was never able to go that speed. No. And so then, if you think if Bevan doesn't blow up and even races a little bit conservatively to save that, you'd probably put your money on him. What is going to be awesome? Imagine if. Brownie, Bazzoni and Doherty come off the bike and run together for, say, 25, 30k. If it comes to run race, you put your money on Brownie? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because he's a wise runner. He is. Who knows? They're all pretty similar, so it could be very, very interesting. Dilemma. Give us sort of things. Uh, it's basically going to be Gina versus Meredith. You've got, well, you've got some other girls in there, but you've got Candace Hammond who beat Gina yeah. Crawford in Wanaka. Challenge Wanaka. But Gina was far from having her best day by the look of it. So you'd expect it to be a Gina versus Meredith a battle. And last year it was pretty close and uh, Meredith took it out. But, uh, yeah, can't really see anybody else coming through. You've got Bree Wee in there as well. Got a couple of Aussies. Got Maureen Huff from Germany. Haven't heard of her before. But according to Torsten, Gina's coming in at 9.21 and Meredith Kessler is coming in at 9.22. So, yeah, last year we had them... Meredith Kessler went 47 in the swim. Jeez, that's fast. She, and she put four minutes into Gina, who's an awesome swimmer. She rode 5.04 and ran 3.19. Gina was uh, mowing her down, down, ran a 3.14, and ended up being about a three-minute gap between the two of them, with Candice 15 minutes back from there. So, But she has lifted her game, Candice, since then, especially on the bikes, so could be a little bit closer. Who are you picking there, Bevan? Gina. Friends, friend, friend? Yeah? Gina. Okay. Although Candice haven't. I'll, I'll have a chat to Meredith. She might not well, be. Well, the interesting show, thing yeah. about. Um, <laughs> no, you're just offended, isn't it? Just offended. This is what I have to put up with every week. The yeah. foxes are understanding my pain. <laughs> um, what was I say? Um, but Candace, like Gina, the thing is with Wanaka is there was a feeling that she didn't go into Wanaka as fit as what she normally does. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the fact that she didn't. The did you see that Wanaka coverage? Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> we did the voiceover work, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. It was a bit stressful, wasn't it, Newsom? It was a bit. We, we went and did the voice work for Challenge Wanaka on the, the TV show, and uh, we've been quite critical of other people doing it, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> it's not as easy as it looks. <laughs> it's, it's not like you just turn up and wing it out. And uh, it's a bit stop-starty, but we got there, didn't we? We did. And we got lots of good feedback. People seem to like it. Yeah, I, yeah. Thought, I thought we could have done better, but we could have uh, could have done worse. I, th- I came out better. What, the grading, what'd you give us? Oh. Victoria, listen, so you're gonna, if you want us next year, you've got to give us a lie a little no, bit. No, we're going to be better next year. I would have said maybe seven-ish. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Yeah. It was good. The, 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 uh, the, the pictures were fantastic. Oh, no, no, I'm sure, no, no I, I give it a nine. Okay. Yeah, you know, it was brilliant. Um, so, so, Gina, yeah, so Gina was a little bit, a little bit underdone going into Wanaka. And what we picked out of the Wanaka coverage, and I tried to make a reasonably big deal out of it, she's changed her technique significantly on the run. Uh, so we, we, you always used to see Gina with her Who hands up. Who's she working up. with? Um, Matt Dixon. Dixon yeah. So she usually has her hands up by her chest and very sort of short, choppy running yep, style. But it worked over. very, very well for her. And it's a, it's a pretty efficient way of 
of running, but she's she's changed her run now. To, she looks like she's trying to run a bit more like a classic runner. So she's got more of an arm swing going on there, and she's trying to I think she's trying to engage her hamstrings a little bit more because yeah. she she really just did. It was a fast shuffle and. Um, and but it worked really well for her, you know. I didn't, her run was pretty quick, but I guess she's thinking, "Well, I want to be." Is it about efficiency? Well, she well, that was very efficient. Yeah. So when she's shifting the other way, she's be going to become less efficient, um, but hopefully faster. Uh, so who knows what's going to happen there? But it was interesting after after Wanaka, she was pretty emotional. Like it, although she'd gone into it underdone, she was definitely in a pretty emotional place. Mm. It was, like I think she was pretty upset with the the, the day. Um, like when we were interviewing, it was, it was one of those moments where you kind of trying to want to stop the interview because she was kind of you know struggling a bit you emotionally. You just, you just play no, I keep on, come on, get the tears out. That's what I'm like. <laughs> no, keep it real. But uh, but um, but you know, so a winner wants to win, don't they? Even when they know they're underdone. She's only won Ironman New Zealand once, so she's going to want to take this this title. And yeah, two thousand point race and seventy five thousand dollars. you picking for the girls? Prize money. Ah. Uh, I'm trying to keep everyone happy. No, I'd, I'd probably go towards Meredith. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We'll never get Gina on the show again then. No, no. Yeah. Shame. <laughs> it's the love. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get her on when she wins. We'll do some post interviews next week. So, Are you going to do that? Uh, no, I'm not putting in much. You can do that. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll jack them up for Tuesday. Okay. I ain't going to be doing much. Someone, someone emails me and goes, Are you going to be doing lots of Ironman New Zealand coverage? I'm like, Houston's gone. There's no chance. Um, Ironman Florida is what? Is it? Oh, Ultraman Florida. You can't get the results. Can't get the results. But in terms of uh, who was leading after day two, I don't know why they haven't updated it, but Chris Chuck Chuck Kimmy, Kimmy was leading after day two. So Ultraman Florida from Inaki del Param Barat. Okay, Close enough. Yeah, okay. But the reason yeah. why I want to bring this up because we had a girl, uh, Julie Shelley, who was on our Epic Camp Light Kona year before last, and she was leading the girls' race, and I think she won it. Oh, really? Yeah. Jane Julie. She's from uh, American, used to live in Hong Kong. I think Do she's living X? in Australia now. Yep, solid. Kona, yeah. Kona sort of qualifier. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, challenge Philippines happened over the weekend, and. Uh, it's a 70.3, John. It is a 70.3. Matt Burton took it out. Uh, what happened to Macca? Michael Murphy, I'm not sure. Frederick Cronenberg was third. Greg Bennett was only fourth. And then Melissa Holstreit smoked them on the, the girls' side of things. She beat Annabelle Luxford by eight minutes. And Emma Pooley, who's one to watch out for, got third place, uh, Pom. And she's a former world time trial cycling champ. And the oh, fact really? that she's only 40 seconds behind Annabelle Luxford, who's one of the best 70.3 athletes in the world, and she beat Radka Vitakova from, I think she's from Poland, and Laura Bennett. Yeah, beating those two girls is pretty impressive. So the fact that, that Greg Bennett only gets fourth, what does that sound to you? He's probably not in very good shape because his wife got fifth and she got smoked. So I think they but were, not by a strong field either. Yeah, so I think he's probably pretty out of shape. It's middle of winter for those guys. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. What the hell is Pack and Save advertising for on the competitor trifle? Because it's meat week at Pack and Save. Bloody hell. You love your meat, so Pack and Save. Pack and Save. I go to Pack and Save, you don't go to Pack and Save. I'm just talking to foxes here. Newsom's a tight ass if you've ever met ever, but he won't go to Pack and Save because he's too much of a snob for that place. It's a terrible place. It's it's, it's our sort of budget supermarket in New Zealand. Yeah, they've been to Pack and Save. They're they're on Team Pack and Save. Oh, you should go to the website. It's the best website ever. It's a meat market, John. (laughs) You can eat on a budget at Pack and Save. Anyway, are you going to count now? Yeah, I'm going to count now. Oh, you scum. Supporting those Aussies. Yeah, that's right. Supporting <laughs> Aussies. 
Um, Husky Long Triathlon. Pete Jacobs is back winning. This is from firstoffthebike.com. So it is good to see Pete Jacobs because he had a woeful year last he year. Did, didn't he? Really woeful. Yeah. Good. I don't think it could have gone much worse. So he even got beaten by me in the Honu 70.3. That's and that's, right. that's, 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 that's getting the pretty definition low. of woeful. So Pete took it out from uh, Tim Reid on the run. They came off the bike together. 334.58. It's a little bit shorter than a, a 70.3 distance. Uh, Do not have gills at this race? Apparently not. <laughs> It's not us, team. It's not us. There must be another article. So I'll find out the girls' results. Come on, good to see see Pete back on there. And we had Liz Blatchford take it out. Third place from Kona last year. Okay. Where's this race? It's in Australia. Is it? Is it yeah. popular? It must be. We haven't got a lot of news. No, uh, obviously, because we're doing 70.3s. Okay, discussion a little bit. Last week we were talking about do you actually care about the world athlete? Have you got your, your prize yet? No, I haven't. Oh. I clicked on the link and it didn't work for me. So Swanee Noah, he sent me through an email. Yeah. He's a gold athlete. Is he? Yeah, he's gold. How did he get gold? Top 1%, that means. Okay. Even Mazza Lapworth sent me through the Holy Hammer. He goes, Newsom. He goes, Newsom didn't even get bronze. I go, no, Newsom got bronze. He goes, hey, Newsom got bronze in 70.3. All right. <laughs> so, he, so he just clarified <laughs> that for you. Kind of got to do an Ironman to be out for the awards. <laughs> so he, and he, got, he got a silver, I think. Okay. The Holy Hammer. So he married, uh, yeah, he did, he did Kona. And well, he good enough did, to get silver. He did Kona, he did Kona Ironman and Kona 70.3. I don't think he did any others. Yeah. He, so. And uh, yeah, and, yeah Swanee Noah, he, he was quick to send through his gold medal to me. Good. I want to know, so Swanee Noah, send me through what you won because I'd be interested if there's a difference in prizes for the people who. Now, if you didn't, did you guys do an Ironman last year? Yeah, we did. Did you get, did you get uh, a placing? Yeah, we got silver. Okay. Uh, I want to know people who didn't get a placing. Do they still get a prize? Of course not. So, but do they get an email saying you're a me. loser? Try harder next time. <laughs> <laughs> John, that's most of our audience you're talking to. Yeah, so just lost half the audience. No, no. But what I'm saying, <laughs> do they still acknowledge the the competition? Do they still say you got within the top thirty percent or within the fifty percentile? Uh, well, how do you know? Because I, I just know these things. Oh, of course you do. Yeah. Oh, I, no, I didn't get one for not. Well, I suppose I didn't even do an Ironman. Yeah, well, that's why. Yeah. I didn't get one either, but I didn't do an Ironman. Yeah. No, but like if if you got in the top 50% of all Ironman, do you get an email to say, hey, well done, you got in the top 50%. You know, here's I would what, hope not. Here's where you need to get. No, because it's customer contact. That's why they're doing it, isn't it? Mm, I get enough customer contact from Ironman. Yeah. No, but it's because of PR, but. You know, still get a fair amount. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. What, did, what did everybody else think? Okay, well, let me pull up. You, Simon, you start. Simon cause... Brown, I didn't care until I got a gold ranking. Oh, see, he beat you, Newsom. Yeah. <laughs> he took you out. Yeah. <laughs> you keep going, because I... Uh, Nadia McLaren, it's a, it's a bit, bit bizarre of a system. I got silver. I didn't even finish Tapper Ironman last year, and they gave me points for it. And then I just coincidentally did two 70.3s in the same year. So wait, do you, do you only get it for 70.3s, or is Murray... Is well, you've got a 70.3 ranking, an Ironman ranking, and an overall ranking. Oh, okay. So uh, I just coincidentally, coincidentally did two 70.3s in the same year. It does just seem to be focused around how many Ironman branded events you do. Okay, wait a second. You Ed Hawkins, I was yeah. silver, went to Kona, did crap, and think it's all a little pointless, to be honest. So wait, did he get any? That's what I want to know. Um, George Renell, he's got, it really depends on the number of races you do. However, in the case of John, he deserves it. He is a masterpiece. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> Glad you read that one out. I didn't even see that. <laughs> oh, wait a second. It's by Belinda. <laughs> Masterpiece. Uh, George, mate, get your head together. Tony Hodge, uh, woohoo. I'm in the same level as John. Seriously, though, best thing I 
uh, thing ever for those of us unlikely to ever podium. Despite the criticisms of the methodology, you're never going to please everyone. It's a great way for WTC to recognise and acknowledge us. It was the biggest buzz ever to receive that email and hear my efforts have been put to put me in the top 10% in the world. So that's pretty cool. Dave Yates got checked it, uh, no rating, but I don't need a stupid system like that uh, as I just quote my sub-10 finish um, on a full race, so that's enough for me. Cool. Uh, Brett Johnson, I got silver, however, unless my free gift is a free entry to Iron Man, I don't care. Okay. Um, good old oh, Brett Johnson. Annette, I'd, I'd read yours out, Annette, but it's flipping too long. Oh, there's Brett Johnson you just read out. What's yeah. that? I was going to read Annette Lee's oh, out. I know, she's written a book. Long. But she got a gold ranking. Just do, week. next time, Annette, just do something like, like, what do you call it? Bullet points. You like your bullet points, I do yeah, like yeah, bullet yeah, points. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll go um, Brian. Hardy, he's got, looks like we get one of these with a group certificate. Oh, so you, oh, okay, so you must get a little medal. Okay. I'll read Annette's first sentence. I got a gold ranking, and yes, it's probably more like a receipt for the amount of money I've handed over to the WTC, but I'm rather pleased to have had some acknowledgement, especially as so many of those acknowledged are non-podium competitors. I think you might get a medal, Newsom. I think you might get, yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, Dean Goff's got, I don't know, I know someone who won the age group in Australia, came third in the age group in Kona, and was awarded bronze. Right. Yeah, this doesn't really make sense, does it? Yeah. Righto. What I think, Bevan, is... Oh, yeah. Do you want to do any more? Tell me what you think. Okay. Instead of doing it for a whole series, you just do it per race. So if you finish in the top 10%, you're a gold-level athlete, whatever percentage you use, 1%, 10%. So it goes race by race rather than a whole series of events. So then you, if you finish Ironman New Zealand and you're in the top 5%, you're a silver-level athlete or whatever. Uh, look, the thing I'm thinking is... You know what? It's got people talking. Yeah, I, you know, and, and with your mates, you know, you, you know, if you your own group of friends who you, you hang out with and you train with, if you got a bronze and they got a silver, it'd be that kind of banter thing you have. And and so, in some ways, you know, I don't think they've quite nailed how they've done it yet. Mm. But it's year one, so we've got to give them a bit of a chance. And you know, like far out, you know, if they send you a medal and says you got bronze, it's kind of a cool thing to have. And mm-hmm. like, you know, some people love having those medals and stuff, and that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. I think give it a couple of years, it could be a cool little thing. You know, who knows? Like, does it get people doing more Ironmans? I think that's their motivation behind it. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's just about customer service. Um, yeah. I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, but... It's good they're recognising people. Yeah, like, you know, like it was quite fun giving those emails everyone saying how much they're beating you. <laughs> like, you know, and that's what it's about. It's just you're kind of, you banter with your mates. And it, and with... So, so, so the KPR is a little bit different in terms of the Kona... For pros. For pros. Because, you know, the ones that race more, yeah. more get a bit more, but... It gives you a reasonable reflection of, and, uh, and it's one of those things where, ones. like, I've won New Zealand Fitness Circuit three times a year, but it's a bit of a flawed system. Mm. But because you just tell everybody to vote for you, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, my mum's voted a thousand times. Yeah. That's the key to winning. But the thing is about it is that everyone who's won it is people who are of that quality. Mm. So you know, while you look at the system around what to what it takes to win it, you kind of go, well, you know what? They do tend to get the people of the standard there who could win it. And it's probably a similar thing here. The people who are getting gold, silver and bronze medals are probably people who, you know, in their local region are the better athletes and so on. So Probably the one, if they're going to tweak it one way, what I'd like to see is you get a bit more points for your Kona placings or maybe the regional championships because it's a bit unfair. If you but do get, you know how to do the points? It's pretty, mm, sort of. But no, yes, it's a no. Sort of. But I think if you go to Kona and you get 20th and you get uh, the same points there that you would get if you got 20th at, say, Ironman New Zealand, that's a little bit unfair. Yeah. So I think maybe at least Kona, you maybe get double points at Kona. And the championship races. Yeah. Yeah. They're not really that. 
Yeah, but you'd say Melbourne has a stronger field than New Zealand. Yes. For probably. age groupers. You know, like it is using a cat. Was that a cat? Oh, my naked partner, Joe. She's getting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're putting a show on for you guys today. Uh, <laughs> come here, mate. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, so overall, I think on the right path, pretty good. Some tweaking, but you know what? We give them a hard time a lot of times, and this is actually, I think, they're doing something pretty cool here. Good. Yeah. And you know what? Gets us talking. Mm. And you've been giving a lot of crap this week. Okay, so John's got – here we go. So here we go. Newsom's doing – what are you doing? You're doing Ironman New Zealand this you, weekend? You, Kellogg's Nutri-Grain Ironman Kellogg's, why, why are you supporting sponsors so much? Because you've got to support the sponsors. Fair enough. I agree. We get no money in the sport. And I get a year's supply of Kellogg's Nutri-Grain. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, I don't. Do you like Nutri-Grain? No. Oh, well, okay. I eat it, but it's just – yeah, it's a lot of sugar. It's a lot of sugar. It's a lot, of, but it is good. Oh, did, you, did you see my homemade muesli yeah. I had this morning? Yeah. You know, so he had it all over his face when he was eating. Yeah. He did not look at him because that's, why, was, that's why he grew up. I had to tell him to wipe his face yeah. like his bloody mother. Um, Mr. Twit, I'm reading. My kids are twits at the moment. Mr. What's the twit? Mr. Twit. This is the twits. Roald Dahl. Oh, that's right. They live in the backyard. Mr. Twit had a big beard and he keeps all his food in his beard. Is that the one that were where, where they're in the cages? Yes. Yeah, I read that when I was the Muggerwumps. Yeah. Roald Dahl rocked. Have you read them, The Witches? No, they're a bit young for that. The so. witches, because they actually get scared. Mm. I loved reading Toilet the Witches. Poor kid was crying. Let's keep going. <laughs> um, so. Discussion of the week. Discussion of the week. John's doing Ironman New Zealand. And, uh, and he's basically saying, predict his time. Yeah. And if you predict his time, you get to hit your name on his, on his per, top. The closest person. So on my, my race suit for Hawaii. Oh, I like how you've Kona. kind of done this so you can get a, <laughs> you can plug Assuming I get to Kona, uh, I'm go, I've got a, a special race suit that if I'm going to get qualify, made. Don't qualify. How much pressure do you feel? <laughs> yeah, just a little. Um, and on that suit, on the back of it, is uh, is going to have all the names of people that have donated to my Kona Kona charity. Yep. And which is me. And everybody's names will go in there. And Don't if, worry about the kids in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> that. And you'll get your name on there alongside a bunch of other people. Okay. Whoever so gets, so what gets time? Closest. Okay. So I've got the foxes here. Well, the studio audience. What times are you going to do? Be nice. I've got water. Sub nine. Sub nine. Give us a minute. Oh, give yeah. us a minute. Go, Ken. Give me, give me a time. Not sub nine. Eight fifty nine and seconds. What's that? Uh, fifty nine. Fifty oh, nine. <laughs> you're just getting it. Yeah. Well, you'd be happy with that, wouldn't I'd you? I'd be pretty happy. With okay, that. Julie. Eight fifty nine. Jeez, I got some faith in you. Yeah, I'm going ten thirty. <laughs> <You're blowing. laughs> Somebody said to me, "Oh, what time are you going to be finished by?" And I said, "Hopefully, be pretty close to four o'clock." And if it's five o'clock, I'm not finishing. All right, this game. You're just going to put on the plug. <laughs> yeah. I'm not walking yeah. home. Yeah, I'll be done by then. So, okay. What's your, what's your prediction? You've probably got to put your prediction. You have to do it now, don't now, I? Now, yeah. I'm feeling confident for you. Right. Yeah, I've got my money on you. Um, but I don't know if you're a sub nine at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say 904.36. Okay. What are you thinking? Um, I would, That will influence what other people will guess, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I would probably say I'll go 905.05. Oh, my phone. That's me. Oh, it's yours. Who's that? Uh, nothing much. If you turn it off, we wouldn't have to worry about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, well. Haven't got that. How many yet. years? <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go nine oh five oh five. Nine oh five oh five. Yeah. Okay. I'll go through my predictions later on in terms of breaking it. So down. what you guys need to do is go onto our Facebook question or www.imtalk.me. Um, we'll be a link there, and just go on. You put your time in, and if you win, you get your name on John's Kona Trisuit. Oh, how lucky are they? Tell <laughs> oh, you, yeah. 
and just die now. And then, uh, and also, if you want to donate to John's Kona Challenge, you have $50 and you get name on a suit as well. So, how did it do that? Go to coachjohnproject2014.com and there's a little support John button. You can check out his blog there too. Yes. I do do that. Occasionally I do. Good. Only when I want to steal photos for our website. Good. You've got some, the nice one of you and Belinda going out to the sports award. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're looking pretty classy in that. Good. You actually sharpen up pretty well, don't you? Thanks, Bevan. Oh, you know. Yeah. Someone else I know went to the sports award. No, who was that? You didn't know the winner. Who won it? Sophie Pascoe. Yeah, who? She? <laughs> yeah, Muppet. I loved it. <laughs> anyway. Um, Moron was the exact words I used, I think. Oh, was it? Yeah. Right. yeah, thanks. Um, extreme Endurance. Sponsor, John. Sponsor. Here's what, what are you doing for Extreme Endurance this week? So this week, make sure I keep it all flowing in nicely. I bump it up just before the race to four tablets per day. Uh, and then on the day, I make sure I have it in the morning as well. I did experiment once or twice. I'm not very good with tablets, and I did... Ex- what, like swallowing them? Oh, yeah, you should have Belinda. Especially, I use the immune, the immune boost. Extreme endurance is fine. They're just a small tablet, really easy to go down. But the other thing that I make sure I do uh, really stay on top of in the last couple of weeks is taking in the immune boost just to try to eliminate as many risks yep. of getting sick as possible. And they're, they're one of those sort of big, um, you know, longer... Tablets and with a sort of yeah, casing yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. rather than a solid um, sort of more of a cap or the capsule, and I, I struggle a bit with capsules. Um, and some nights. Why do you struggle? I just I don't know. That's my phone again. Oh. Just, did, although you, although it is on buzzer. Yeah, I think that might be my, my, my mistake. No, but that's better. Than, oh, okay. Well, that's better than. Anyway, so I take the immune boost um, twice daily, going through the final phase of the build-up. But yeah, just the big capsules. I struggle with a bit. But so why far, do you, why do you struggle with them? I don't know. Just maybe haven't got a big throat. Do you, do you put lots of, do you drink while you do it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, I had a mate like that when I was younger. I just thought, I just thought he wanted attention. Way. I had a mate, no. Gary, Gary Isherwood. It turned oh, out to be a God, bad, bad guy. Yeah. He's in jail now, let's be honest. <laughs> he wasn't a very nice person. But anyway. <laughs> no, that was extreme endurance. He was <laughs> yeah, swallowing yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem. It <laughs> went all downhill. But he, um, he could never do it. And I just thought he was full of crap. But, well, it's true. Yeah. Hmm. And then on race day, I take. Uh, I take when I, I do my fish tablets and crap in the morning. I take eight at once. Really, Just bang them in. No, Where they go? Do that. Oh. Uh, also take Hydro X on race day, and then not that I care too much about the recovery post race after this one. Um, I'll be taking a bit of execute mainly just because I want a you know nice chocolate milkshake, but also it's going to help my recovery. When you get in from the race, mm. you get the massage. I'll try to. What do you mean? Well, sometimes I'm not moving. Anywhere any fast, and I just sit down for an hour or so, and then don't do much. What are your family thinking? Now that Belinda some, usually sometimes tries to wangle her way in there. Oh, nice! But yeah, she usually gets get a media pass. I should. Mm. Okay, um, extreme endurance guys, get on it. If John's using it, must be true. Aussies, you can remember, you can get That's it through Aussies me here. as well, yeah. and it's only seven seven bucks shipping. Cost is fifty five bucks New Zealand, so it's cheaper than getting it out out of the states. Kiwis and Aussies, just get in touch with me. There you go, and you, John, go to his website. Okay, John, I'm gonna put some music. I'm gonna do a history music. Here we go. Here's some music. What are we, what's the intro we're going to call this? Iron Man New Zealand History. Iron Man New Zealand History. Okay, so Iron Man New Zealand started in 1985. One of so the first on the... How can it be 30 years? It must be 1984. 30th edition. Oh, okay. Yeah. Must be. Yeah. 1985. So 1985 is when I start to remember life. Okay, good for you. No, but you know what I mean? Like, when do you start remembering life? 
Yesterday. Oh, you might have that one memory where your, your auntie, <laughs> yesterday, where your auntie gave you a present or something, or uh, you know you're fighting with your sister or something. But mm-hmm. 85, when you know I start, we are the world. Right. Okay. Good. Yeah. See, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah. We are, and you know you'd sing it at school choir. Yeah, Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are the children. Around that time, a lot of people in New Zealand were going, "We're going to do an Ironman." They were. And it was a little bit shortened. So the first year it was a two k, two mile swim. 3.2 k's. 100 mile bike. 160 k's. And then a 20 mile run. 32 k's. So was, was, I, was Ironman the same at those times or? No, Ironman was Ironman. So why did they why did they do a different time? Who knows? We'll ask Scott when he comes yeah, around. That's a good, good point. And it okay. wasn't quite the Nice distance either. It was kind of in between because the Nice uh, And it was called was Ironman, Man, wasn't it? It wasn't. Yes. It was definitely called Ironman New Zealand in 1985. Well, we better check on that with Scott. Yeah. But they also, they, yeah, they, yeah, I think so. Okay, well, you're the one who's doing the part on uh, history. It's pretty hard to find your, your stuff around 1985 <laughs> on the old interweb. But yeah, it all kicked off. So it was in, originally Ironman New Zealand was in Auckland. In 1985, Melina took out the first race and Michelle Gammy from New Zealand took out the girls' race. Now, the one nice thing about that race is if you go on the internet, you can find a photo of Melina in a wetsuit oh, and yeah. that's him coming out of Ironman New Zealand and it looks like he's going scuba diving, doesn't right. it? Yeah. <laughs> like seriously, like it's... <laughs> It's like he's got 20 wetsuits on, and it's like, wow, technology's moved forward. And we, I'm not going to talk through the course too much now because we'll, we'll talk to Melina about. 86, Scott Tinley, you know, another legend took it out. Erin uh, Baker, 87, you had Ray Browning. Who, yeah, I know, I've, I've heard of him. He used to be, he, he's someone we've got to get on the Legends show because he doesn't get enough credit. He was an axe. Uh, and Erin Baker took it out again in 87. 1988 was when it switched over to being a full iron distance race. I'm just curious to why, why it wasn't. Like when you, it's not like, you know, you go a few more Ks. It wasn't like it was a half and then going to a full and it's a different beast. It was like... Save your questions for Melina. Okay. Write it down on your little piece yep. of paper along yep. with your doodles. Yep. And well, and your times. My predictions yep. there. Uh, Scott Tinley took it out in the f- first year and Nancy Harrison from the US took out the girls. Do you know she was? No. Okay. So yes. what do you got here? 30 second one over Ray Browning. Yes, that's pretty bloody close. Yeah, yeah no, I'm in. 30 seconds. and So t- Ray Browning did 251 finishes. Two, was it? Oh, so no, there's 251 okay. finishes. I was trying to give a bit of context around how, how it's grown. and then But Tinley ran a 243. Wow. And, I, and on Auckland course? Yeah. That was quite tough, wasn't it? Well, it changed. So I'm not sure what it was like in the first year. It was short. It became, yeah, the, the, well, those, all those first ones, the times are looking pretty quick. And when they first ran the Ironman course in Auckland, it did used to go through some, some rolling hills. Then they changed it to being a flat course out and back on the, the waterfront. 89, Ray Browning took it out. And we had our first, um, not our first, we had another Kiwi victory, Fiona McKee from Dunedin. Uh, 1990, Pauli Kuru took it out. And that was the infamous sprint with Ken Glar. Now, we had Pauli on the show, didn't we? We did. On Legends. On Legends. Erin Baker took out the girls' race again. Then in 1991, <coughs> Dirk Ashmanite, the German, took it out. He was an interesting character. But just to let you know the strength of the field, Tinley was second, Molina was third. <coughs> Man, some. But at this time, there was very few races. Yeah. Out. So how many were there? There was I meant Japan. Yep. And then there was New Zealand, uh, Rote, New Rote. Zealand Kona, uh, probably Foster as well. And there was bugger all in the Is states. Is it Foster or Foster? Like it gets to use Australians Aussies, angry, Foster. that does. The amount of Foster. emails, if I call it wrong, there's I'll get two, 20 emails today now. There's two places, isn't it? It's Forster. No, it's Forster. I'm Forster. in Australia. Yeah, there I'm in Australia. Nice. You get around. Canada was probably, was probably around by, by then. Okay. And I don't know, I don't know when Lanzarote came on. What was I up to? Okay, so 1991, yeah. uh, Jan Wanklin took it out the girls' race and ran a 3.02.30. Wow, that's pretty smoking. 1991. 
Now, she, she's the name I've heard of. She's King Glau's wife. Oh, that's probably why. Two? Oh, 1992. Then King Glau took it out from Stefan Coleman. I remember watching that race. So that's, so what, that's, 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 that's when my memory kicks in. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were like 20. Um, so, okay, so when did you start watching Iron Man? I definitely remember Dirk Ashmite because he was a bit odd. And, and why, why was he odd? He was just very overly confident. And I remember another year things were going wrong and he was screaming at the TV camera and it was like, oh, just get it. Because you used to get coverage. And you, I remember, I remember watching Iron Man. Coverage. Coverage. Yeah, yeah. We used to get, like, it was on all day. Like, it wasn't, didn't show nine hours straight, but they'd come back every hour, and they'd generally show, I think, most of the marathon. So, yeah, Dirk Ashmite, he was, um, he was just an interesting character. And Ken Glart took it out, and he became one of the, the legends of Ironman New Zealand. He took it out from Stefan Coleman. The reason I remember that one, only by a minute, this guy Stefan Coleman, I'm not sure if he was a, a German, but he was racing under the Australian flag, and he sounded a bit German from, from memory. Um, he got this massive lead on the off the bike, and then uh, Ken Glau ran him down. And then Krista Whelan from the States took out the girls' race. 93, Ken Glau backed it up, won again with Julianne White, who was a good, solid Canadian athlete. By 1994, they had 628 finishes. Scott Balance became the first male to win the race. John, yes. on the news last night, they did a report about I'm in New Zealand or yes. a couple of nights ago. 2,000 competitors, is that true? Um, I, th- I saw that as well. I was thinking that's a little bit kind of bad reporting. Uh, it's, it's sold out. But 2,000? Well, I thought it was closer to 1,500, yeah. but maybe less. Anyway. Uh, Aaron Baker took out the girls' race. And so this is when you're right hardcore into triathlon. This is when you were, you know, 94? Yeah, I was racing. 94 was where they had the were world. Were you still in New Zealand? They had the world champs in Wellington, yeah. So that's when, you, that's, you, that's when you kind of, yeah. Yep. So were you, were you, you would watch that race? Definitely. Scott yeah. Balance used to race. He had the, I'm pretty sure he had the Benita Bananas uh, top on. They're and Scott, Scott Balance lived in Christchurch? He didn't at the time. Uh, he was from Wellington. Okay. Aaron Baker took out the girls' race from Laurie Bowden was in second place. Really? Yeah. Mm. 1995 and 96, you had Stefan Holsner from Germany take it out. He used to come train down in Christchurch. He came for quite a few years before that as well. He's, he seemed like a pretty ordinary athlete, and then all of a sudden it just clicked. Couldn't well, It was a pretty crappy swimmer. Are we saying? But then, uh, no, we're not saying. He was uh. a nice guy. And then he brought his wife and family out here, and he went on and won. I'm pretty sure he won Ironman, um, the European champs as well. John, do we know what prize money they were getting in those days? No, but I'm going to ask Melina that sort yeah, of that'd stuff. Be, that'd be interesting. But it's probably the same as what it is these days. Probably more. Sue Clark took it out. Kiwi in 95 on the girls' side. And Jam Wanklin won again in 96. And then 1997, you had Mr. Lothar Lee, the first man who ever went under the eight-hour barrier, take it out. Jam Wanklin won again. And then the last race they had in Auckland, which was in 1998, Peter Sandvang, the Danish man. It was a Danish female and male victory. Uh, and Suzanne Nielsen from Denmark also won the women's race. And I'm not sure at the time he was the world long-distance champion, but he certainly won it at least once. Um, so it's amazing how much coverage they would have got when there was only 600 people in the race. Mm. You know, like how much of a media event it was. We used to have the big beer companies sponsoring it. You know, it used to yeah, be like Ki- Kiwi Lager, Iron Man, yeah. or the Double Brown Iron Man. Or it seemed to change all the time. But it was um, used to get a lot of coverage. But having said that, it's pretty good coverage these days as well. As you said, you know, our national news, there's been two stories this week at least on. And then on race day, usually both 
we've got two main TV channels. Both of them often do their full sports coverage live from Ironman, and then they cross over and do an interview. So I think it's, it's just pretty different, good coverage. different times, isn't it? Like nowadays, you've got your sports channels, and like you, you'll be Ironman using coverage on Sky Sports, I imagine, surely. Mm. And uh, you know, you've got Wanaka, you've had the 70.3 champs, you know, so you do get the coverage, but it's just back in the old days when you only had three channels, mm. you know. And you did have that Sunday afternoon sports show, didn't you? Remember that one? Yeah, it's great. Sunday yeah. grandstand. Yeah, Sunday grandstand. <laughs> there you go. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. So things I want to hear from Melina. What kind of prize money they were getting? Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. Okay, great. <laughs> it's all about the money. <laughs> that's what I want to know. <laughs> Just one thing from Melina. Do we want to wait for Melina? Or no, do we want to say the age grouper? Do the age grouper. Okay, I'll put some music on. Here we go. It's the first part of a three-part series in the history of Ironman New Zealand. You didn't really do any P's, just read out the winners. I've done a bit of P's. I had to rack Every up question I ask you, oh, okay, I'll give you, you got some participants. Got a bit of, bit of... How'd you get the participants? Uh, well, I've got to give Ironman New Zealand quite a bit of credit here. They do a great job in terms good of the work. PR uh, in the week before the race. Not This year especially, they do, they're doing a good job in terms of they're really pumping out a lot of the history around the event, and it's good to have, you know, they've got Molina Racing, so that was a story. But they just, Was Molina Racing New Zealand? Yeah. I didn't realise he was racing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my money's on him to beat you. Yeah. <laughs> so they just do a good job, get lots of press releases out there, much more than we get from any other race um, anywhere. No, so, Challenge. Challenge give us a lot of press releases. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in New Zealand. Pretty good. Pretty sharp. Pretty bloody good. Yep. So. Sometimes challenge give us a little bit too many views releases. No. You never have too many. Well, no, we're media. That's what our job. But good on I'm in New Zealand as well. So, okay, that's the first in the series. We're going to put some music on, and here is our age group of the week. Age group of the week. Sorry, I didn't actually warn you for that one, did I? The mountain sales sent through this one. He goes, this might fall on the spot for next week's show and inspire a few people lining up in Taupo. Dave Billy Creamer is a bit of an institution in the Wellington Triathlon. Bevan probably knows him as a PT at Les Mills now. To be honest, I don't think I do know him. don't really know the PTs that well. You tend to know the, the group fit, but not PTs that well. But anyway, having previously been an accountant at the Reserve Bank, go figure. He's been doing Ironman for around, Ironman New Zealand for 10 years prior to 2012 race, having been inducted in the Hall of Fame in Taupo the previous year, always aiming for Kaup, Taup, I mean, sorry, Kona. He got agonisingly close, including virtually being run out of it in the finishing shoot twice. Oh, that broke your heart, wouldn't it? What? Oh, the finishing shoot. Oh, that, that rips your undies. Uh, he's ever positive and lined up again, ready for action. Unlike most age groupers, age group stories or age group of the week stories, it's not really about his day. New to into the 50 to 54 age group with a PB of nine, uh, 10.09, he was confident, but his whole day was significantly off and he finished in 10.36. So, uh, Thought his milestone was for qualifying was off. Clearly, a few other ideas are less than perfect. Other athletes had less than perfect days as well. He was fourth out of four qualifiers, so he got to live the kind of dream after all. A nice birthday present. The most amazing thing about was the support he got. As a personal trainer, he seems to have a lot of people through their Ironman journeys. Half a dozen went from Wellington to support him, and one came from her base in Canada. Wow, that's pretty awesome. A female support crew dressed in bunny ears and pink, shiny, super fit girls. Uh, capes also supported him throughout the race, cheering him along. And there's a photo which I'll put on the website. Uh, when you are racing with the best athletes in the world, you can be somewhat intimidated. 
Dave, who's pretty lean himself, said that he felt fat when he got in Kona Township uh, as he was full, he was full of full ultra lean athletes. His advice might be good for those racing iron, uh, for the Iron Talk book. Number one, to to finish. finish. Number two, less than an hour over his qualifying time. Nice. Number three, enjoy the experience. And he definitely achieved the first two. And his Kona time was 10.57, so got that sub-11 happening. Uh, local triathlete, though, uh, typical triathlete, sorry. The next day he was complaining that he wasn't sore, as sore as he usually was, and perhaps he could have gone a bit harder. We think it's because he was struggling to have been passed by so many women on the run. Clearly a new experience for him. No great race story, but uh, to fight it out after 10 years, then having gotten so close to being knocked back, keeping positive and then successfully achieving his goal is one that he should be proud of. So that's pretty awesome, isn't it, Newsom? It is very nice when he goes 10th time, qualifying in 10th time. Well, the thing that's really, really, is imagine being past in the finishing shoot. As you said, that would rip your hundreds. That would, that would really <laughs> suck. Because, you know, like for, you know, you know, everyone wants to get to Kona, let's be honest. If, you, if you've signed up for an Ironman, somewhere in your mind, you've kind of gone, oh, that Kona would be a cool thing. And, uh, you know, but the people who've done it for a long time, and, and there's the people who've done it for a long time who are never going to get there, and it's a different beast. But nowadays we've got the you know, 12 system, which is really great. But then we've got the people who are, who are kind of close to that place. Peter O'Brien's. Yeah, Peter O'Brien. He got there. He did get there. He got out sprinted. Well, he got very close a couple of times. He had a crash one time. And, and, yeah. And, yeah, and, you know, just a few things haven't gone their way. And, and you know, if you've done 10 of these buggers, you know, it's, it's a pretty big life commitment. And then to have that experience is, you know, those are the people who are really happy when they actually get there, aren't you? And he's obviously helped a lot of people there as well with his personal training to get there. Yeah, so... It's a nice work. Dave, Billy, Creamer, you are a... Age group of the week. week. Love your work. Um, sponsor. Athlinks.com. Now, as I said, when you go to a lot of event websites, it's and you've got to try to find the results year after year, it can be a bit of a challenge. Some races have disappeared. Like, I'm sure there's Ironman. Well, there's definitely Ironman races out there that are no longer in existence, because especially in the States. Malaysia? Is Malaysia still going? It's making a comeback this year, but I'd imagine, let's, let's just see. Uh, that, if if that, I try to find the results for Ironman Malaysia, I don't know, 2004 if there was one. China is another example. Yep. It's going to be a real challenge. I'm sure it won't still be listed on the Ironman website. Well, that's what's good about things because if you, but you, you guys go and submit the result, somebody will submit the result for your race and then they store it themselves. So if the race disappears yeah. and no one wants to keep paying for a website that's no longer being used. There you go, Ironman China. It's got all the results there, 2008, 9, 10 and 11. Yeah. But you won't find that on, on the Ironman website. So really cool way just to make sure you've got everything. And then as I said originally, the reason why this sort of came up in terms of doing the whole history thing, we were on we typed in Ironman New Zealand one time and it had all the results up there. And it's a really quick and easy way to do it because you can just uh, you don't have to search your whole bunch of pages. Once you've pulled up one set of results, you can just click on the top little bit and choose a different year. So Ironman China twenty eleven. Who won it, Bevan? China twenty. Was it Chris Chris McDonald? Was that the walking one? Uh, or it could be. It could be. It could be. Was, it, was that the one where they were basically walking? And I remember talking to Chris McDonald, and he's saying he's hiding around corners so the guys beside him can't see him because they're all walking. Was that China? And there was. Um, but he didn't win it, did he? He got second. Who's Who's the dude who went really fast? And Rasmus Henning. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's not it's not pulling up now. <laughs> after, I've my, after I've done my big, after I've done my big spiel, but it was for Ironman New Zealand, and I basically managed to get all the results up there. <laughs> here right. we go. Hold on. You're a marketing legend. You are. Here we go. 
Frederick Cronenberg says here took it out from Chris McDonald yeah. in uh, 2010. I remember talking to Chris about that race, and, and he just, it was the craziest. It was so hot, and there was just he was walking, but everyone was walking, and, and he was saying you're basically you just try to walk, hide in the crowd so no people couldn't see you. No, no, it's like a 70.3. Maybe I'll look at the 70.3. Okay. Anyway, and I'm in New Zealand. I went through it, and I was just pulling out all these results, like 19. 19- 88 Is this where you got the results from? Yeah they had 88 And I remember seeing Rob Holt there Rob Holt? He got 11th or something In one of those years That's the flying man eh He took me to plane yeah. He's a good guy Yeah He always looks sharp Rob Holt Does he? Yeah he just You know he was Army man Yeah but not not army sharp Even casual attire Right Just looks you know Okay Who cares Who cares So check it out You basically Get all your results up there If you haven't got them up there Get them up there in case your local race might disappear. That's the key. It's, it's just whenever you do a race, even some local small bloody mm. peasant cycle race, do it because it is that thing where you'll look back years from now and you'll be so glad you did. Yeah. You know, and so just keeping the record, what are you doing? Just playing with my wedding ring. Oh. Just thinking how much I love my wife. Do you ever take it off? No. Never? No. Wow. What? It's been on there forever. Look at that, you know. It's, it's a commitment. Do you guys... My you fat got, fingers you know, probably... Do you ever take your rings off? No. I don't. I never take mine off. Can't commit to anybody. It's just you know. <laughs> I'm not committed to marriage. <laughs> it's not even going there. I get asked about it all the bloody time. I'm telling you. <laughs> when are you getting married? When are you gonna have kids? Anyway, one, two, three, four, high five. Oh, the fox has got to see the high five introduction. It's a pretty weak one compared oh, to no, you. Normally, normally I'm like, who's that guy from the Muppets? The smiley guy. The the, the user announcer. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, no, he man. Uh, don't know his name. Guy Smiley. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No Normally a bit more like him. So you can, uh, you feel free to add to my high five here. I just, I just plucked five out just to basically. If you're thinking of coming to Ironman New Zealand, just a few little tips to consider. Okay, tips for Ironman New Zealand. Can you still stay in the camping ground? Is the camping ground still there? I'll let you know. I think so. That's where you still stay. Yeah, yeah. your little cabin, or did you yeah, go to cabin? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty rough, but the trick Good. worked to my budget. Very close. Oh, convenient. Yeah, like you're within two yeah. hundred meters yeah. or so. Yeah. Yeah, the one thing that's changed for Ironman New Zealand when, when we last. There's a bridge. There's a bridge. Oh my God, a bridge. <laughs> well, that's, that's one thing that's changed. Yeah. <laughs> because I was watching the news. I was like, I never remember there being a bridge. Oh, yeah, that's a new bypass. See? Yeah. The other thing that's changed, they used to have split transition. Yeah, they used to have T1 yeah. and T2. Now it's all in one place. Where, where is it? Is so it it's all in the event centre. Oh. Hmm. wonder why. It's easier. I wonder why they didn't do it in the first place. Well, it would have been a racing distance, wouldn't it? Yeah. Anyway, that was pretty yeah. interesting. Oh, you life changing. Bridge <laughs> <laughs> and transition. Yeah. Make sure if you're doing this race and you've done it before, don't pull up the second Look transition. Look out for this bridge, guys. <laughs> Look bridge. out for that bridge. Holy moly. <laughs> Scenic highlights of Ironman New Zealand. You get to go uh, underneath. But I bet everyone bridge. who's racing this weekend will go, oh, there's that, there's that bridge. It's because they show that shot of Bevan every time, isn't there? And there's a picture of him going under the bridge. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just remember thinking, oh, yeah. Number, right. okay, number one. Number one. I was, on the, I was on the Facebook page for Ironman New Zealand yesterday, and some dude had turned up and his bike hadn't turned up. And you hear that, you hear this a lot in coming, yeah. people coming to New Zealand. So make sure if you're coming to New Zealand from a long distance, pack your pedals, your run shoes, your bike shoes, and your helmet and your hand luggage. Now your bike will turn up, but often with the Taupo, it's just such a small airport and small planes, and so often when everyone's coming in at the same time, they can't get everyone's bikes. I think on the this guy's didn't even get out of Heathrow Airport or something like that. Oh, he's screwed. So yeah, but generally that will happen a lot for people in Taupo as well when you go into mm. Taupo so small planes small airport and you'll get like a congestion of Ironman athletes coming in at the same time so they won't be able to pack everyone's bikes so just be prepared mentally because I think 
people with just stress and it will turn up. They're pretty great, the inline, so but just know that. There's another one for our high five. Fly oh. into Rotorua instead of Taupo. Oh, really? Especially if you're getting a higher car. Why? Because it's bigger planes. Oh. How, how, much, how much is the drive? Oh, it's like an hour. Oh. Is it cheaper? Hell yeah. I drove from Wellington once. Good for you. Yeah, it was a pain in the ass after the race. It was my first time, man. And I took my family up, and mum thought it would be great. I needed all the scenic spots and getting out of the car. When you sit in the car for like four hours, it's yeah. not very good. Yeah. We had to go watch the Lord of the Rings bloody ex- exhibit at yeah. Papa. wasn't happy. Yeah. Um, number two, be ready for the roads. Yep, you've heard us talk about this a million times. Foxes, what are our roads like? Mm, different. Different, see? Yeah. You guys, you guys have been riding on our roads? Well, they did Wanaka. No. Oh, he didn't because he, he... I know. But yeah. Yeah. The roads are a little rough. But the main thing is, just suck it up and accept it. Just suck it up and accept it. We want to hear you whinging. Yeah. I tell you what, every year almost. I'm Although we here. whinge about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the roads, the, the stupid council up there again have cut up the road, you know, Broadlands Road, Main Road. It almost happens every year. The IMA New Zealand have to send out an email, yes, the road's getting resealed in the week of the race. It's like, come on. Do they have to do it that week every year? But the roads are rough, so you just got to get used to it and it's if you're coming from the States, take off about a, a mile per hour at least in terms of how much slow you're going to go. <laughs> Look, if you're going to go to an overseas race, a general rule about getting to there before the race. What do you mean? Well, you know, like if you're coming from the States and you've got smooth roads where you are all the time, then if you're going to Taupo, it's such a different experience on the roads. Do you think it's worth getting there a week before so you just have a couple? Oh. Well, acclimatising is one thing, but get, I think, don't think too much will get you used to those roads. you just okay. got to... So, so getting to a race suck it up. a week before a race is what you did say? Yeah. Oh, here he is. Hello, yeah. sorry I'm late. That's all right, okay. come on. I'll go wait. It's got Melina just turned up. So wait, are we going to finish this high five? We'll finish this off. Oh, Melina, you have to wait. Yeah. But these are the foxes. Meet yourself to the foxes. We'll keep talking. <laughs> um, number three, be prepared for our son. Yes, if you're coming from the States or coming from anywhere else outside of New Zealand, our son is very, very strong. So oh, I'm looking forward to Melina on. Slap. Got it. Tip of the day is put your sunscreen on the night before as well as the day, and I find that absorbs into your skin a little bit better. It may not be that scientific, but it works. Melina, Newsom was saying you've got a black eye. He said you come in and... I know. It's not black. Oh, it looks like he's been in drugs. He's got red eye. That's what's happening. But <laughs> <laughs> a wacky-backy before? <laughs> wish. <laughs> <He> wishes. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. Okay, run course is harder than it looks. The New Zealand course is pretty lumpy, and, you've got to, uh, and you're running on the pavement quite a bit. So it's not a flat course. So you need to be ready for lots of little up and downs that are going to bash the living crap out of your quads. And then lastly, uh, small town. So party afterwards is usually great and everyone converges in a few spots. Because that's one thing. If you go to, if you go to, go to a big city race, you know, say a Frankfurt or anything like that, then you're probably going to struggle a bit to, to find where everybody is. In Taupo, there's only a small handful of bars and everybody goes to the same spot. So it's usually... Pretty good. Um, just one thing, my friends once said Iron Man drinking. They drank the whole time of the race. That was a pretty good effort. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they, were messy, they were messier than I was the next day, I'll tell you that much. Anyway, we're going to Scott Mullins here. We're going to pause and we're back in a second. Okay, John, we're back. What do you think of Scott Molina? Well, it's going to be later in the show. You're going to insert oh, it. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Okay, I'll insert that later. Well, what do you think of it anyway? It's all good. I love that Auckland stuff. Love that, used, that course used to be awesome. Okay, any other high fives? No. <laughs> okay. We're up to our sponsor, maybe? No. History of New Zealand continues. <laughs> 1999. Ah, oh, here we go. The event moved move to Taupo. And the, the Cam Brown rain almost got underway. Tim DeBoom took it out. I'm not sure if he was the current world champion at that stage or not. But Cam Brown... Didn't he win 2000 and... 
in 2001. I don't know. But anyway, Cam Brown got within 13 seconds of him. He just mo- it was mowing Now, you knew Cam. Yeah. Were you like, wow? Or were you I, like, I oh, Cam, uh, Cam's off that level? I, I wasn't in New Zealand when that was on, so... You don't really remember Yeah, you know, Cam was... He was a good Olympic distance athlete, like really solid, but not spectacular. Uh, but for him to make that transition, he just found his so why, why did it work for him? Just longer distance? Just longer distance. So he was, he was good at that at, at, at a, a slightly lower intensity. And he was just nice and efficient, very efficient runner, and he was good and strong yeah, on the bike. And yeah. yeah, so was, he got within 13 seconds of Tim DeBoom. I don't think he realised he was that close because it, quite big crowds, first time in Taupo, and it's quite a narrow run course in parts. And when you're on the second lap, you probably don't quite know what's going on, so not quite sure if he knew where he was at. Melissa Spooner won the Girls Race for Canada. Next year, you had uh, Thomas Hellregal, who won Kona in 97, come over and uh, take the race again from Cam Brown was second there. Lisa Bentley, you look like, like Lisa Bentley. There you go. So, I can't remember what Lisa Bentley looks like, but now I know. Yeah. Because I just look at Julie and I go, oh, there you go, Lisa Bentley. Yeah. yeah. So Julie looks a lot like Lisa Bentley from Canada. She was a regular top tenner in Kona. 2001, the Cameron Brown reign began and he ran down a 12-minute lead to beat Peter Sandvang by one minute. And Peter Sandvang at around about that time as I said earlier it was a world long distance ITU world long distance champion and then Cameron went on to get second in Kona that year Lisa Bentley who's sitting to my left uh, won, yep. won the race wow. again it's two times well, and then it gets, it's, we'll get you on legends it's yeah. going to get a bit monotonous here because Cam Brown t- t- 2002 onwards Cameron Brown basically won all the races uh, oh, well, up until this section because I see you broken into sections yes yeah. Cameron Brown's good Kiwi won the girls race in 2002 Joe Lorne had her first First win in 2003, beating uh, Karen Balance, who won the year before, and Lisa Bentley off to my left. And there was only four minutes covering the top three girls that year. So it was a nice close race. 2004, Joe Lorne won again. 2005, Joe Lorne won again. And, and this is when I was really into it. I think I did maybe 2002 or 2003. Well, when Brownie won in 2004, he had to run down an 18-minute lead from Bjorn Anderson. And we know Bjorn's not the strongest run, but runner. Well, he actually is a good runner, but he hasn't shown never, it in, never, in yeah. Ironmans. But still, when you've got to run somebody down by 18 minutes... Yeah, that's a big lead, isn't it? That's a big lead. Yeah. 2005, when we both raced... How much did he end up winning by? Oh, a reasonable amount. Yeah. yeah. Bjorn didn't... I think Bjorn still got second. 2004 was my best time in New Zealand. I yeah. won my age group there. In 2005, we both raced yeah, and had pretty, pretty solid... No, you didn't. No, 2005, we went good. Did we? Yeah, no, you won your age group 2005. No, year. I didn't. Oh, yeah. yes, I did. I qualified in 2004, but yeah. got third, I think. Yeah, 2005, we all went well. Yeah, that's right, we did too. And Gordo got second, but Brownie beat Gordo by 19 minutes. Yeah. And... So was it a weak field? To, Must have been. It was, it was like Gordo, Gordo and then I think uh, there was Bjorn and Klaus. And there yeah, wasn't, there so wasn't it was kind of second tier guys. Mm. So that was up to 2005. Okay, now do we put our interview of Scott we Molina do. on? And we're going to hear a bit more about the, the original years in Auckland and Scott's racing this weekend. Here's the legend, Scott Molina. And we are back. Bevan's got one. We've got Scott Molina here. The winner of the 19... Legend, the Terminator. 85. 85. 85 Ironman New Zealand. And Bevan's got one question for you. How much, how much money did they get paid back in those days? Uh, zero. I think I got a few a thousand to show up though. And back in those days, in those first few days, when did the money start to come in and what kind of prize money were they getting? Well, there, there was at, in 85, that would, that would be the third year that they had prize money. The first, very first prize money race was 82. And so um, there were... Uh, good prize money races in 85 but Ironman wasn't one of them uh, the very first uh, prize money in Ironman 
was in Kona, I think, in 87. Okay. And so New Zealand didn't really get any money for the first few years either? No prize money. Wow. And, and the other question we, we couldn't quite figure out was is in those early years, not 85, because this show basically dedicated to Ironman New Zealand, 85, 86 and 87 was not full Ironman course. Was there any particular reason for that? I think it was, I didn't, I didn't know the f- first three years. I thought it was only the first year. But um, if I haven't looked back at the times. The times will show you what, yeah. what distances they were. Um, that's a good question. I don't know why they did that. A lot of people uh, actually. It seems strange because it wasn't like it was close to. Yeah, it wasn't a half. It was no logistically uh, they could have done it too. Um, and for for all three, you know what? I don't know. You have to uh, let's see who was the race director back then. Paul Gleason. Um, Jeez, no, that's a good memory. You have to you have to remember uh, ask that somebody who put on the races. <laughs> Did um, what was the other? Oh, and was it called an Ironman in '85? And was it a qualifier? Or was it just a, a long triathlon? Or was it? It was Iron DB. Man? It was DB Ironman, and I don't think it was a qualifier because uh, Kona wasn't to the size at that point where you where they had to you had to mm. qualify to get in. You just send in your check, and that was it. You were in. Now this was the second Ironman race outside of Kona. Um, you know, they. I think they say it's the first, but um, there was a short-lived event. That was an official Ironman event called the Rico Ironman in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. It was the same distances, 220. And, um, but everybody's forgotten about that because it was just a one-time deal. Do you think maybe they did the, the different distances so it made Kona that kind of prestige event? You know, you've you know, you, you know, you got to do this race to be good enough to get to Kona, maybe. Right, it's not a real Ironman because uh, Kona's the only real Ironman. Yeah. I, I don't know, maybe they did the... Do- yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I never asked anybody the reason. I was just happy it was shorter. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell us about that first race in 85. Um, I'm not sure how many participants there were, but maybe just sort of talk us through the, the day of what it's like, maybe comparing to what it's like these days. Well, my guess is there was a couple hundred competitors. It was, it was a pretty decent field. It might have even been three or four hundred. And uh, so I was surprised by that, how big the race was. Um, I, I didn't know what the water temperature was going to be, so I brought my wetsuit. Well, I was talking about the photo of that, because oh. there's a photo of you coming out of the water, and it looks like you're scuba diving. Oh, my God. Talk about your ancient wetsuit. Um, that was before uh, Yamamoto rubber, before uh, specific uh, rubber came in for, for swimming. And so it was made out of wetsuit material, and you just can't believe how heavy uh, your arms get with that old, uh, with that old neoprene. And so I, but I, I thought I was going to freeze to death, so I brought the wetsuit and uh, even even though it was very heavy, it was still faster. Oh, really? So, um, so I was I was prepared for the race. You know, um, brought my wetsuit. This before air bars, of course, and um, brought uh, big heavy tires because I heard the New Zealand roads were atrociously rough, and um, and came a bit early too. That that I do remember too, so I could see the course, and uh, I was stayed over on the East Bay. A guy by the name of Moa Larkins, actually, he, he um, used to sell a product called Moa's Juice, <laughs> which he provided to Air New Zealand and uh, and others. So anyway, I stayed with Moa, and he showed me around, and uh, so I saw the whole course um, and um, planned a holiday straight after I came down to the South Island. So I think I was here altogether for about three weeks. So was this your first time to New Zealand? Yes, it was. Wow, wow. No. So then, race day. So race day was 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 well organized. I remember the swim buoys were pretty pretty uh, well set out. You could see the whole course, Mission Bay. I think it was where oh, it was. Oh, beautiful! It's yeah, beautiful yeah, it was a great spot. Yeah. And um, 
let's see what else. Um, I didn't have any problems. I think I was in the lead pretty early on. I forget if if, if I had somebody to draft off of or not. Um, I remember on the bike, I think I was in the lead pretty early. Um, pretty quiet ride, but I had a lead vehicle the whole way, so I didn't even have to look up hardly to yeah. see where I was going. Um, the run, the run went straight inland. So the bike ride was was uneventful. I, I can hardly remember anything of the bike ride. Yeah. Um, I only remembered it years. Oops, sorry. Oh, Melina. Oh, that's, a, that's a rocky mistake. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll let you off. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. I don't know. I hardly ever even carry a phone. I'll turn it off. <laughs> um, so I, I hardly remember anything about the bike and, at all. And um, then the run was quite hilly. It went straight inland from Mission Bay, away from the ocean, through the burbs and back. 20 miles and so the finish was on Tamaki Drive at Mission Bay which was really nice that would have cool because that's a great little kind of bay there yeah, yeah yeah and they had a good crowd too yeah um, there was or there was hardly any people on the run uh, whatsoever people were looking at me kind of strange because I was just running through the burbs <laughs> yeah. with, a, with a with a lead vehicle <laughs> yeah. you know and so um that was the thing about Auckland, you know, hardly anybody knew really yeah. that anything was, anybody knew about the race. It was, you know, Auckland's so big. So, um, so the run was really hilly and I remember going to the turnaround and, and starting my watch and I, don't, I forget how big of a lead I had, but it was massive, you yeah. know, seven or eight, nine, ten minutes or whatever. So I just cruised back and no pressure at all. Uh, I knew I was going to win the race. I was in good shape and, um, and there was no prize money. So, you know, it wasn't huge fear of, of getting second anyway. Um, and, uh, yeah, and that was it. I, I, I don't remember a ton about the race other than it was a sunny, nice day and I had no problems whatsoever. Did the, was there any coverage? You know, like, you know, cause you stayed in New Zealand afterwards. Did you, you know, like, did New Zealand embrace <clears throat> this event? Yes, there was good coverage in the media, um, on the news and in the newspapers and on the radio. Yeah. 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 So you ended up racing quite a few times. Um, maybe tell us a bit about the the Auckland course because um, the swim is obviously the swim, but it's a it's a it's a sea swim. But the bike course had a bit of a reputation as being pretty gnarly. So maybe explain what the bike course was like, and maybe compare it to other other courses that you might know about. Well, it it um, it moved to St Heliers. I remember that. Um, that was also a really cool bay. Uh, there, right at the end of of Tamaki Drive, the bike ride was very hilly in Auckland, and it, not no big climbs. Um, there was one that was about two or three k. Um, remember, John Knight broke his chain on that um, on that hill one year, and um, but it was all just rolling hills the whole way. There was hardly a flat piece of road on really? that. I, 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 I don't know what the elevation gain is long before GPS. So. Um, but compare it to another bike course on the Ironman circuit, perhaps. Um, oh my goodness! Um, I don't know if there. Are, there's not that many sort of rolling. No, no. They they, they 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 talk about the one in Wisconsin being rolling, but I don't I don't think people realize how how steep the hills are here. Yeah. You know, like it was. You're you're going into your small chain ring. You know, even the top guys were you know going into a small chain ring. Uh, 60 70 times wow. during the race because uh-huh. you're just going up and down up and down up and down and so so it was a hard bike ride it's not the kind of uh hill where you can just roll over it yeah. you know you have to grunt and there was one heartbreak hill that came towards the end like it, 
I remember they were always, always saying heartbreak hill, maybe it was, I don't know, 150, 160, 170 k yeah. some stage. Yeah. It used to just crush people, yeah, long, that, straight road. That was a hard climb, and that I would say that would be about a 10-minute climb. Yeah. And uh, that's where John Knight broke his chain. I think he was either in the lead or top three that year. And um, so, yeah, it was a hard bike course. You know, the road surface, like everybody knows in, in Taupo now that, you know, the road surface is slow, yeah. but the road surface in Auckland uh, was also very slow, mm. but it was way healier than, was it, was much it harder than the one lap? It was out and back. Yeah. Out and back, okay. Yeah. yeah. To uh, Kawakawa Bay. Kawakawa Bay. Yeah. And was right. it a pretty ride? Um, it was. Uh, once you get through Clevedon, yeah. um, that part of the ride was is really nice. You yeah. know, for the Auckland people um, who train out there, that's, that's where most people would go for a bike ride. It's beautiful out there. Is it? But apparently yeah. these days, if you go and try to bike, Chunks of the old course that is just suburbia and there's oh, no really? way in hell to be able to run, mm-hmm. run the course there. So maybe tell us a bit about some of your other performances and, and just the general development of, of Auckland because part of the reason I'm I, I doing this sort of show today is I started going through some of those results through the, the 80s and 90s and those fields, some of them were just absolutely stacked. Um, so maybe tell us about maybe some of your memorable performances there and, and, and or some of the most memorable performances you saw there. Well, that's the reason the fields were stacked. I remember, uh, just listened to your um, Legends podcast with Heather Fewer. There weren't that many Ironmans, you know, and so um, two things. One, if you wanted to do an Ironman, you know, there were only a few to choose from. And the races did bring in talent. You know, every, every Ironman race invited pros. They paid, paid them to come. And, um, and honestly, if... if if New Zealand without prize money, especially in the in the initial years, without without prize money, if they didn't pay appearance fees and travel fees, you know, no one would have came to New Zealand. It's in March for one mm-hmm. thing, and so that means you have to train your butt off in January, February, yeah. um, and and for us living in San Diego, you know, that wasn't a big problem. But for the rest of the world, you know, Europeans, you know, there's there was just no way they're going to train for that thing unless they were getting paid to show up. So. Ironman New Zealand did a good job of bringing in talent, and um, that's the main reason there were such good fields. Um, it did mean, like I say, training uh, December, January, February, which for us uh, Northern California, Southern California guys, you know, was was a big deal because our season usually ended in October, so we usually had a pretty pretty substantial break, and um, so. Uh, I guess it, in that in that regard, it is surprising that they had such good fields. Mm. So, um, I was going to ask, what, what did it cost for the Joe Public to do an Ironman back in those days? I would say it'd be about a hundred bucks. Okay, so so you wonder how much how they made their money? It must have been good sponsorship that you were seeing. I think there was good sponsorship, but also I think the the cost to put on a race back then were so cheap, minimal, yeah. compared to now. You know, traffic uh, management. And, yeah, yeah, all that all that liability stuff is just escalated the costs uh, tremendously and police mm. you know all that um you'd be surprised how little uh police uh they had yeah. how little road closure there was no road closure you know it's just uh just, stop at the lights <laughs> yeah i remember i remember one year uh, john hughes actually got hit by a car in the race oh really i think he was he ended up finishing third or fourth and um yeah there was there's was traffic everywhere wow <laughs> so any any other memories from auckland uh yeah i have a lot of memories of auckland there was um um one year in particular, uh, um, when um, when Ken Glaw and uh, and Tinley 
uh, were forcing the pace on the bike. Uh, let's see, I think when you when Ray Browning was there, I remember um, he smashed us on the bike, and I think he, he I think he won the race twice. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and um, and that was before um, I, I became really good friends with Ray. That was well, it was about the time I I started becoming friends with him, and um, uh, he lived in Colorado. He lived in Boulder. And so, um, so I actually spent quite a bit of time training with him. So it wasn't really a surprise when he won the race the first time. I think that was his first big breakthrough win. Um, I remember when Dirk Oshmanite, uh, won the, won the race. Um, and that was a bit of a surprise. Uh, he was, he was a pretty good triathlete, but he, you know, he obviously trained really well for that. Smashed it to bits. Um, I don't know. I don't recall if I was there the year that, uh, Glaw and uh, Paulie had their sprint off, um, but that's you know that's the most fabulous footage ever. Yeah, it's that, awesome, of, isn't of it? That sprint finish is amazing. That the camera was there to record that. Um, and let's see what else. I think my last year there in Auckland was about um, ninety three, and I, I remember that one best because I didn't finish. I had um, I had ulcers in my gut uh, from taking too much uh, ibuprofen and aspirin yeah. for my all my ailments. <clears throat> and so I had this bleeding ulcers, and, man, I was a mess. And so <laughs> um, I remember that race so well because I, I not only dropped out, but I took the rest of the year off. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I was actually going to retire. I was like, I'm killing myself here. And so um, and Miguel was born that year. So uh, so that, that race I probably remember the best because Aaron – and was super pregnant. That's right, March, and Miguel was born in April, and uh, and she uh, picked me up from the side of the road, and we were just oh boy, it was a m- miserable few hours after that. Um, <laughs> uh, and um, what else? When did you move to New Zealand? Moved full time in. 94 end of end of 93 okay. end of okay. 93 yeah that yeah. year okay. but but so the, yeah it was it was during that um race um i already knew we were going to live you know permanently in new zealand at that point so you know like one thing that people have done a lot of i mean kind of understand it it's a similar experience you know you go around the world you're gonna you know the races are kind of a bit more kind of standardized nowadays mm-hmm. What's the difference when you come to New Zealand? Maybe in those early days that made New Zealand unique in the Ironman experience. Well, it was it was it was a hard course. Yeah, that was one thing. Um, it was uh, summer, so we were coming out of winter for, for the most part. Um, and um, back then, you know, there wasn't a lot of races that had. Well, Hawaii had some indigenous people, but you know, I mean, it was still, you know, to us, it was a, an exotic location. It was, yeah. a, you know, other side of the planet. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and and um, and I was also a running junkie, and so I knew the history of of, of the yeah. running highlights that in New Zealand, you know, all the way going back to, you know, Murray Halberg, and so you know, so for me, it was it was just you know. Um, it was it was a very different experience for me. I, I just felt like I was going someplace exotic, yeah. even more so than Europe or anything like that. Really, yeah, well, exotic place. And, the, and this year you're, you're relining up right. for Ironman New Zealand. I know. What I can't earth hardly that on. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I was thinking about it actually about two years ago. I thought it'd be nice to line up again, you know, after thirty years or twenty nine years, whatever it happens to be. But um, and then kind of put it out of my mind and then 
I got a very nice uh, letter from the race director, um, Jeanette, back in about September, October, uh, and she said we'd like to. We're trying to gather former winners um, for the 30th celebrations, and um, and so I started thinking about it then, thinking, oh, how am I going to get fit enough to do an Ironman? And um, but I kind of wanted to do Challenge One and a Half as well. I had that on my on on my radar, and so I thought, you, t- you Tinley gear on. I noticed. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Tinley onesie. Yeah. Um, and so uh, so I I just started gradually getting in shape. I had a few ailments as always, and uh, um, but I I thought by by De- by December I thought I could probably get through this. And so I said, you know, I'll enter the race, um, but don't tell anybody I'm going to do it because I, I might, I might be injured between now and then, and won't be able to start, and then, you know, um, I'll feel bad about it. So let's just hold off before telling anybody I'm going to um, actually do the race. But after you '94, you've done. We moved to Taupo. Moved to Taupo '99. Yeah. yeah, you had one awesome race. Did you, like, you've raced nine, a few times, haven't you? Nine fifteen or something. I'm yeah. not sure how many times I've raced it. I think at the most twice. Okay. Um, Two thousand five, I did uh, three Ironmans that year. I had a good year that year. Yeah, because I raced that year. I remember that year. And yeah. I, th- I think I did about nine thirty something, yeah. nine twenty something, and uh, I was forty five that year. And then uh, <sighs> I had a good race that year. Um, again, I can't remember why because my whole decade of the 2000s was i could hardly run and um so i think that was the last time i was there and i was thinking about that the other day that you know nine years ago now it just seems mind-boggling to me that that was that long ago yeah you know that was my last trip to talpo um but i I generally don't i don't watch races i think i've only watched maybe one iron man in my life really as in go along as as in spectating Yep. yep No, I, I just I figure if I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go do I'm gonna go do the damn thing, and yep. so I, I don't like watching. I'm I'm a terrible spectator, really, at triathlon. Other sports I love to to spectate, but 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 triathlons, it's like I I would rather be out there. So so triathlon in New Zealand over the times, you know, you you know, obviously when you came around in what eighty three, eighty four. 85 actually um, when you come around 85 you know it's a new sport it's kind of you know fresh it's this exciting thing that's coming in the world what does triathlon mean to New Zealand you know you're a Kiwi nowadays really and so um, you know as you think about just the bigger picture of triathlon well two things about that one is is I think partly because of that Ironman in 85 New Zealand um, triathlon developed spectacularly well you know not only just because of Aaron's success and Rick Wells' success in the 80s, but then all sorts of Kiwis started traveling and um, and racing around the planet. And the sport grew here really quickly. Um, brewery um, sp- sponsored a series, and it, it got off the ground really quickly, traveled around the country, had a lot of great races um, straight away in the 80s. And then um, Aaron and I were involved in the the Kiwi Kids. Yeah, which is still going, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so we, we... And that was big, wasn't it? Oh, my God. We ran yeah. we ran that series for five years. And some. I remember back in, in the in, when we started, you know, people couldn't believe how... They wouldn't believe the numbers. Yeah. We'd say, oh, well, yeah, we had, you know, 3,000 kids in Auckland. They said, what are you talking about? There's, <laughs> there's no way you had 3,000 kids in, in, <laughs> a, in, a, in a triathlon. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we did. Yeah. We, had, we had over 2,000 in Christchurch. Yeah. You know, and so... And and even before that, you know, every school school 
practically in New Zealand has a triathlon. Yeah. You know, every kid in in the country knows what a triathlon is. Most have done it. Yeah. You know, and so it's 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 hugely popular here. Yeah. You know, um and um and so I think you know, ever since the 80s, you know, um uh, this sport has just been so well received in this country. Mm-hmm. And uh so yeah, I I I think it's um it's been a it's been a, um, a wonderful thing for the country. Um, I'm I'm not surprised now that uh, you know that uh, Taupo is such a big event. You know, per, per uh, percentage of the population. You know, the the number of people that do triathlon and and multi sport in, in New Zealand is quite high. Mm-hmm. So, what are your expectations for the weekend? Oh my God! I'm mo- <laughs> <laughs> I'm nine fifteen again. <laughs> I, I'm I'm moderating them. Every day, uh, as the race gets closer, it's still the running, isn't it? it? It's the running that hurt you. Well, no, I'm also staying in that air position now. Is, oh, is, okay. is, uh, I've been trying to spend more time on my, my on my TT bike, and um, my low back is just giving me a lot of grief. So yeah, but but it's it's the same same things. Uh, my calves, my knees, uh, but I, I I'm gonna get through it. Mm-hmm. I think I can comfortably, and I should I should say comfortably, comfortably get a. Um, through it in less than 10 hours. How many Ironman have you done? I don't know. I think it's 40-something. Wow. Yeah. Very good. And predictions for the, uh, the, the main race? So it's a pretty studly men's field. Any predictions for the girls and boys? Well, I would say um, I know Meredith's coming back, and uh, she's had some difficulties this year with um, legal issues, and, but, she, and, but she's, well, based on a race last year. Yeah. Um, I'd say you know she'll be firing, um, and the men, you know, uh, every year you can't count count Cam because I mean even the last two races he's had in January, mm-hmm. you know, God he 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 lit it up, yeah. and so and, but he's a lot better at Ironman than he's at half, and he had two bloody good half Ironmans already, yeah. so so I think he'll be in the mix. Um, I haven't looked at the the foreign contingent. Um, coming over but i think terenzo also is is has got to be thinking it's now or never yeah, yeah. he's due for it isn't you he? know yeah. god that guy's been uh, spectacular uh, at everything other than iron man and so his his time is is definitely here it's it's uh it's time for him to take over i think um is is, is doherty racing yeah, yeah 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 i mean i was i was surprised he had such a bummer in, in panama as far as he even went yeah. for the for one thing, maybe felt he needed to race, but um, but I mean last year you know he just he was he was spectacular. Mm. He was absolutely spectacular on debut. So so I'd say the Kiwis are going to be in the mix, um, which is great to see. And uh, other than that, I haven't looked I haven't looked at the pro field. Cool. Oh well, I'm looking forward to seeing you on the start line. Yeah. You, well, you too. I uh, I know you. <laughs> Any tips for Newsom? Well, you've put. You a need some. <laughs> He's put a bit of pressure on himself now after his oh, it's already after his, his, his debacle, debacle, debacle run in uh, Auckland. Yeah. Um, but I think that's good. I think um, you know when you're trying to qualify for Kona nowadays, you, you, I think you need to put some pressure on yourself to perform in a race so that when you do get to Kona, you've you've been through that whole process of really trying to get the most out of yourself. Mm. And I think that's an important process to go through. Mm. So yeah, I think that yeah, pressure's on John. But I, yeah, I know you got Hanu as a backup. But um, oh, I don't really want to back up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you don't. Can I ask just just lastly one more question? As I do, um, 
Where do you see the future of sport now? You know, like it's, it's, we're in a really interesting time in sport right now. You know, they're able to put on races and fill them up. So there's, there's still growth to be had, but it doesn't seem like there's this exponential growth in front of us where there's going to be, you know, the, the sport's going to go to another level. Where do you see, you know, is it 10 years from now? Like when I think when I, I started Ironman in what, 2003? So 2002 maybe. So, you know, I've been around sport for about 10, 12 years and it's it's kind of slowly got bigger, but not really had, there's no real change do you think this is all the sport will ever be or do you do you see a future where it could be a bigger thing or i'm not sure the participant level of the sport is definitely growing you yeah, know the number yeah. of ironmans around the world you know and they're all filling yeah um but it's it's uh it's an amateur sport yeah and ultra running also is just absolutely taking off you know i just can't believe the growth in ultra running and so and again that's that's at the amateur level mm-hmm. you know it's it, the, the pro level is non-existent mm-hmm. and um and when I look at the money in, uh, in in triathlon compared to other sports, like even our golf tournaments, yeah, you know, polling, isn't it? You know, yeah. uh, we have the New Zealand um, Open coming up, and it has nine hundred thousand. It's like a fourth tier event. Yeah, yeah, and that has nearly a million dollars in prize money. Yeah, you know, that's that's nearly what the whole Ironman. Yeah. sport has you know <laughs> uh, over the whole uh, course of the whole uh, year so so the professional side I, I i just i i don't see it it's up against so many other sports um but i think the amateur side you know is 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 still growing um but it's slowly getting eclipsed by more challenging events yep. you know people just seem to go to more and more extreme events so you either you've done some Ironmans let's say you've done 10 of them you know you either move on to something else like yep. an ultra marathon yep. or you decide it's just too much work yep. uh, to include Ironman training in your life you know for very long I, what gets me the most I, sp- I suppose about the growth of the sport over the last 10 years is there's still so many first timers mm. coming in it's like where have you been for the last 20 years what have you been doing mm. you know because um, Sport has been around for thirty years, so mm. the people who are lining up, they're they've probably been aware of the sport for their whole life, mm. and yet now they're just taking it on for the first time. So, I would love to see a survey of of that of that thinking process. You know how that comes about. Why are there still so many first timers? Mm. But there are, and so I think that that bodes well for the sport. That it's it's at the amateur level. You know uh, the first timers, and and they're still coming. And so that's, I think that's a great thing. So it's even just events-wise right now, you're seeing this big shift in towards experience events, aren't you? You know, the Tough Mudders, the, the Color Runs, you know, these events that are probably not so kind of high-end, you know, not for the person who's seeking that kind of personal life experience, but, you know, there, there seems to be a, a, a kind of a divergence of what's happening and in, in way we're doing events now, isn't it? Like we're trying to appeal to a broad, bigger, broader audience and it's just interesting to see, you know, the zombie runs appearing up, but they're getting massive participants. Like the Color Run had 4,000 people here. Now that's nearly the same as the Christchurch Marathon, mm. you know, and they first year and, you know, probably bugger all marketing. So, you know, something seems to be shifting and you know, who knows if that flows on to that next level. I, I think what I'm, what I'm seeing, and I see it in marathons too, is that, that, that to take on these really big challenges, people don't feel as strongly that they need to be super fit. Mm. You're just going to go do it. Yeah. Look at the average pace of a marathon. The the average, yeah, average guy. You know, yeah. it's it's four something hours yeah. now. It's yeah. five hours, yeah. whatever. You know, it used to be if you ran a marathon, you know, you trained bloody hard and you wanted to sub three get, at least. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and and there were a lot of sub three people. Yeah. You know, now there's hardly any. Yeah. And same with Ironmans. The average time is just creeping up and up and up every year. And so, p- 
people are are saying to themselves, it's okay to go out there and do 14 hours, 15 hours. I just want to do an Ironman, mm. you know. And so I think that that lowering the expectation of the fitness you need to do these events and the the less serious approach has has led to all these other events. You know, that's just a challenge out there. Mm. Doesn't matter what time you do, you just you just want to take on the challenge and get through it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, we'll. we'll uh, I'll, I'll take my microphone. Did up you get? A, you, did you do any other race? Did you get a medal from WTC? Did you get? Did you get an um, email? In eighty-five. No, no, no. You, you didn't do any WTC races last year. They've got some awards. Oh no, no, no! I, I last one I did was uh, Kona two thousand ten. Yeah. So it's just, been been a while. Just lastly. Oh goodness. <laughs> hey, Wanaka, how was your day? I had a great day. Way yeah. better. Way better than. Oh, no, but I'm just. I'm asking. No, 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 no. I thought it was a bad day. Just, yeah, well, it was a great. I'm feeding it to him. It was a great day. I. I, I you were uh, winning off the bike, weren't you? I was. I was right up there. I had. <laughs> I rode way better than I had any right to expect. But it was a perfect. Um, oh yeah. Winless, cool yeah. day. I mean, they just don't get days like that no. in January. I, I have watched that race once, and um, my God, you know they, they get some horrific weather. So, um, so no, I had a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, there and um now that it's moved to end of february I'm, I'm looking forward to going back great cool very good we'll see you on the start line on saturday and i'll take i'm going to take my little uh, microphone thing up oh you are going to do well, some work wow he always takes it never comes back with anything i'll be, oh, be bothered i'll be lying in the medical tent and i'll try to grab people as i yeah. as i'm there yeah. so awesome good to have you on again scott yeah, thanks mate look after that eye right. looking forward to that race yeah. game on john we're back what do you think of silver melina awesome as always he's a good guy i like melina mm-hmm. yeah He's just so cool. Let's see if he goes set sub 10. Felt pretty confident on that. Well, you're not, you're, your eyes are saying you don't think he is. Oh, he should, he should be. Because like, let's just ballpark it. He's, he's going to be ballpark it, I don't know, 54 minutes in the swim maybe, 53, 54, yep. something about that. Five, five-ish for transition, so he's on the bike in an hour. And he's going to have to, you'd expect him to ride, I don't know, Anywhere between probably five fifteen and five thirty, depending yeah, on how yeah. hard he, how he pushes it. So that's six thirty. So what is that? Uh, that gives him three and a half, three and a half hours. Gives him three and a half hours for the run. Uh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Could we pushing it? <laughs> now you change it. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna have to ride a bit quicker than that. I think, he's, I think he'll be out there for a little bit, three and a half. Although I would say he's probably quite comfortable to ride at five fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, you know, five thirty would be a bit slow for him, wouldn't it? Would, it? it would be, but if he took it easy, yeah, five, yeah. So let's call it three forty-five on the run. Yeah, should be able to do that if he has a good day. Take easy. the pressure down. Um, right, I'm right, racing this weekend as well. Oh, is, oh, okay. Project twenty fourteen update. What's yep. happening on race week, John? So, uh, the race week taper plan is is a little bit different to normal because I'm hardly doing any running. But if you want to check out what I did last week and this week, go to Coach John project2014.com had just had a pretty cruisy week last week few, are you enjoying your downtime few, few, uh, maybe a little bit more time I'm just a bit more organised at the moment which is kind of good yeah. seem to be getting my work under control so last week I think I did about 12 hours training and man I just got drilled on Sunday I had my last sort of little swim bike run session and who was there just myself oh okay. went to did a 1500 in the pool in my wetsuit got out on the bike man <laughs> 
I don't know. If it was, did you have run, runners? Oh on no! Thank God for that. Sunday morning, the hail. Did you get <laughs> done the hail? Got, I didn't get hail, but man, I got everything else. And I was in my tri suit, and luckily I had a, a top, and I actually took a jacket with me. I just got pounded. I think my my Garmin said average temperature was seven degrees centigrade, but there was a wind chill that probably took it a lot lower than that. It was uh, it was nasty way to finish yeah, it was off cold. My, my it was almost like going to get sick cold. Mm. You have to be yeah. careful on that weather. So, but I wasn't out there for too long, so that was all good. We so, were driving home, and there was so much hail, you thought the window was going to break. Yeah. Like it was pretty full on. I didn't have that, thankfully. So, all ready to rumble. Feeling a bit fresher, ready to go. What's your race plan? So, I'll be putting up my race plan on the night before, possibly the morning of the well, race. You don't want people to know. No, you don't want people to know. It's sure? pretty straightforward. It's, it's obviously it's go fair, fast. fairly obvious. Swim, I'm going to smash it from the start and hopefully get on somebody's feet. And then I'm a little bit worried I'm going to go too hard in the swim because it's been a while since I've done nine, man. We did 2008, did we? Yeah. Yeah, 2008. So, you know, six years since I've done nine, man. So, just got to be a little bit careful I don't swim too hard. The bike just going to depend on what's going on out there i've got my wattage i'm planning on sticking to but hopefully i'll have some others to to ride with but i'm, I'm thinking that that may be uh i may not as well so it might just be a bit of a solo ride and assess how things are going as we go through the ride the forecast at this stage is for tailwinds headwinds tailwinds out headwinds back so just got to fact that in the run's going to be the big unknown i think i'll be okay for hopefully the first half at least and then we'll just see how things go Nutrition-wise, I've had a few questions on nutrition. Yeah, Nemo. Nemo, Nemo Brock. Nemo, well, we've got to pronounce that right. It's uh, Brock. Brock, yep. But so, it's spelled B-R-A-U-C-H. We had no hope. So I, I posted um, what I – that I use – you'd be planning on using UCAN in the race. And uh, so in terms of my nutrition plan, because I've had two or three questions on this, what I basically do on the bike is I'll be going through uh, five servings of Infinite, so roughly one bottle per hour, um, which has got two scoops in each one. And then also be people ask about UCAN. So I use UCAN on the bike and I have uh, two sachets mixed into a bottle and then I'll be having a first my first serving of that at uh, about 45k mark at the first turnaround and then I'll be having it again um, at that turnaround again, so 90 kilometres later, so what's that, 135 kilometres. People have asked about the UCAN can saying that you know if you have that then it helps you you tap into your fat stores a bit more and it's supposed to last a really long period if you're doing that are you having any other nutrition and the you can i have um i I just it just complements everything else that i do and what i find with it it gives me a fairly just helps clear my head a bit more it's not so sugary and it seems to last really well so in theory should be able to just get get away by just having UCAN, but I haven't tested it enough, so uh, I have UCAN, have my Infinite all the way through the ride, and then I, the final thing I supplement on top of that is I have some M's bars as I go through the ride as well, just have a bit of a, a bite every hour or so. So my intake is, is quite high in terms of how much I consume, but that's what I've trained on, and that's what's worked. Probably the, the difference between this race and other Ironmans is in the past I'd go for like, 18 gels or something on the bike whereas this time I'm sort of going for the infinite you can and the M's bars just try to mix it up and, and not be quite so high in terms of the, the sugariness and probably the other thing that I take as well is uh, is Nodos take that Oh, do you? Yep, during the... So you don't fall asleep? Yeah, during the bike. And, 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 and halfway through the bike, oh, I'm really tired, I'm over sleep. Yeah, so I take a couple of those and I'll probably take one on the run as well. And then the run is just um, is just gels every five kilometres, so I have a, a high five iso gel every five kilometres. And, and uh, probably, yeah, probably hit the coke at some stage as well. Do you, or do you not get into it straight away? No, I just... Jeez, I used to look it. forward to that coke. I like the horror of the day. Oh, thank God, coke's here. But that's what, yeah, I'm trying to... 
if I can't avoid the, the, those spikes, I'm going to try to avoid those. But, but towards the end, spike mm. me anything. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said, towards the end, oh, but, okay. but not, not from um, K1. Anything else? That's about it. Oh, in terms of uh, tracking me on the day, obviously you, who knows what you're going to get from the Ironman coverage. It's usually uh, okay. Good. Yeah. Um, but Belinda, I've logged her into my Twitter account, so she's going to be putting Twitter. Oh po- really? She's going to be putting Twitter she's posts your live up. Live feed. Yep, live feed. Uh, John Newsom NZ, but I'll post I'll post that up on the Facebook page as well, and I think that feeds into my Facebook page as well. So if you want to get on following me, uh, she'll be putting some posts. Belinda, up there. take lots of funny photos. Yeah. Because you can keep updates. She can do like a show. I know. Yeah, well done, Blender. Proud of you. There you go. Sponsor. Coffeesofhawaii.com. What are we talking about today? Well, I thought we'd better go back. Chrissy, but a Chrissy coffee. They've still got still Chrissy. Got Chrissy coffee. And I was Who's Chrissy Wellington? I was wondering how long the aura of Chrissy is going to stay around for. Yeah. It's starting to fade. Well, I, I think in the UK she became a bit of a household name. Mm. I think over in the UK, like, like I listen to a podcast called Fighting Talk, which is just a kind of a funny sports one. And her name will pop up on that occasionally. So, and that's you know soccer centric mm. kind of show. Um, so, yeah, I, so, I think she she made enough of an impact to kind of move on. And so they've got a Queen K espresso Hawaiian history past and present is alive with female achievements from Queen K to the 18th century to today uh, to today's Chrissy Wellington, multiple world champion. Uh, and they've got yeah nice espresso there. And the good thing about this is that they donate to charities when you buy this coffee. They go to the Blazeman Fa- Blazeman Foundation for ALS and Girls Education in Nepal. So you can get yourself a nice eight ounce bag for thirteen bucks twenty five. So check it out, coffeesofai.com and go down. They've got the hundred percent Chrissy coffee. So Chrissy Wellington. Mm-hmm. She won in 2011 was the last time she won. Mm-hmm. When is it too late to come back? Oh, I don't think she'll come back. I know, but John, I'm just asking. Well, I should be... I don't know, things, I don't know, have things moved on a bit since then? I know she was still miles in front. Well, if we look at Rennie's time last time last yeah. year, it was pretty close, close to her record. Yeah. What did she get the record? It was close. Either or, it was pretty close. I remember looking at last week yeah. actually and thinking, well, she's, you know... Yeah, it was, it was a very good day. Uh, it'd take her a while to get back into it as well. No, but let's say she could. You know, let's say Chrissy wanted to commit to get back into, you know, what she was. Um, how long do you think it would take her? Do you think she could? Do you think she but I don't think she'd be as dominant as what she was in the past. But when do you think she loses the ability to win? Probably Another three years. Oh, no, she'd be, she's still pretty young, I think, isn't she? 15. She's about our age. Uh, we're we were spring chickens. That's right. So no, she could come back pretty much any time. But the, it'd have to be the desire; it'd have to be there, and she'd have to she put in the same amount of work. Then I'm sure she'd keep keep coming back till she's in in her forties um, without too many dramas. But yeah. that assumes that she's going to put in the same amount of work and the headspace is in the same place. Well, she still goes out with Tom, doesn't she? So she's still in the world. Right, she might be up in um, Taupo. I'll have a chat to her if she is. Okay, make sure you do. Hmm. Okay, uh, it's coffees of Hawaii. Get some Chrissy. Um, where are we? We're going back to Taupo. Oh, Taupo. 2006, I was up there watching. The bloody swim got blown off, but they, and they were scrambling to we try to... Were watching, were you? Yeah. Why? I was coaching quite a few people up there then. Oh, you're a good coach? Yeah. And so that year, the swim got blown off. It was horrendous, the wind, but they ended up managing to get a 90k bike and a 20k run. But it was a bit of a cock-up, wasn't it, that year? They, they could have done better. Yeah. But it was, it was pretty... Behind scenes, saying it was a bit Mickey Mouse. It was pretty horrendous. So it was just really... It was just unfortunate. And they ended up doing a an individual time trial start. And, and the way the time trial was a bit unfair, wasn't it? It was because Elaine Johansson... Went last uh, or something, didn't he? Went last, I think, and maybe but, caught up to Brownie and then just had to sort of 
yeah. shed them or well, like the fast yeah know, whatever it was whatever it was yeah. it was a 90 90k bike and 21k run so Alan Johansson from Estonia took it out Joe Lawn took out the girls business was resumed in 2007 with Cam Brown and Joe Lawn same deal in 2008 some interesting names started coming up in 2008 Cam Brown won Freddie Van Laird was in second oh wow Pete Jacobs was in fifth wow Joe Lawn took a course record 916 in 2008 2009 came around again. Gina Ferguson had her first and only win. 2010 came around again. Joe Lawn again, but she set a new course record of 914. That's pretty good on that course. Mm-hmm. No, 2011 came around. Sam Warren came in and she really dominated the dojo that yeah, year. She did, didn't and she? I thought she was going to go on to some really amazing things. She's since had some injury issues and had a kid as well. So she's trying to make a bit of a comeback now. 2012 was a half Ironman, got cut. I can't remember what the weather was doing that year. must have been um, terrible. So it didn't really count. Cam Brown was still reigning supreme in terms of winning all the Ironman races, but Marino van Holnacker took that out, along with Meredith Kessler. And then last year, 2013, Bevan Doherty set a new course record on debut, and Meredith Kessler took down uh, Gina. So that's it. That's your history of Ironman New Zealand. The What's last your one years? biggest highlight of doing Ironman New Zealand? One biggest highlight? Well... 2005 when we did I went got 10th I was pretty pleased with that yeah it was pretty good had to hang on with the skin of my chinny chin chin on the um, oh did you on the run had Brent Sheldrake uh, turned around with about 500 metres to go I'd, I'd smoked past him maybe at about half, the halfway mark and run myself into 10th and then thought I had it home and hose and turned around and heard people yelling for him and had to just did you really I didn't know put, this. A, put, a, put a bit of a bit of a burst on down the finishing shirt I think I beat him by 10 seconds 10 oh, 11 wow. seconds so I was pretty pleased because 10th got prize money and 11th didn't. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> That'd be my favourite year as well. Although the first, you know, you know actually my favourite kind of, I mean, Taupo experience was my first year because it was just such a battle. And uh, to get to the finish line was a pretty proud moment. So. Nice. Um, sp- uh, no sponsor? No sponsor. Danny Flink's done coffee. Questions and answers. Uh, Don't put any down. What are you putting in here, Bevan? Okay, Martin, Silver Surfer. So inspired by your idea of attempting to lock your wife outside oh. challenge, I won't bore you with the abuse I got, and it wouldn't rhyme with you, <laughs> cluck and banker. Yeah. <laughs> the lockout lasted a minute 49. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I think it puts me in the top I am talk leaderboard. Man, Sylvester, like I can confirm it definitely out. leads to no passion in the evening post-lockout. Post nice. <laughs> oh, I wish I was there. Imagine that. Well, that, that takes courage. Should have got video evidence, Martin. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> it's for the show. It's for yeah. the podcast I listen to. Oh, Martin, you are an official Iron Talk legend. There you go. And minute forty nine. That would be the longest minute minute forty nine of your life as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I don't. I would not have the balls to do that. Now, no, 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 no. But <laughs> I'm sure they're listening to this right now because I'm sure he's said, "Look, honey, it's worth it. Come on, come on. She won't be having a bar of it. <laughs> Give him a passion now. He was doing it. Look, it was my fault. I'm the bad person. Yeah, I encouraged yeah. the bad behaviour. Yeah. He was doing it. It was worth the laugh. It's a story you'll tell for the rest of your life. Mm. One time, my partner locked me out of my house. <laughs> oh, that brings up all the bad stuff in the relationship too, doesn't it? it you does. know. Yeah. So, Martin, you're a legend. Nice. Uh, Mike, three gold. What's it gold about? What's it about? Oh, no, it's, um, there's a change in the way they're doing slots. Did you read that? Yes, so basically the way that the Kona qualification system used to work was if you automatically qualified, you just go into a little booth and you'd just 
sign away your paper and pay your money and you're away and then whatever slots are left go to the roll down procedure but yep. now it seems that it's all going to go to one sort of ceremony so uh, by the sound of it we'll uh, find out at the weekend hopefully but what, what do you mean well, so in the past, you'd go up to your little booth. You pay if you're automatically qualified. You know, say there's four slots. You go up there and you pay. And, then, and then, then they have the roll down afterwards. And then they have the roll down ceremony afterwards in a hall, and they say, right, there's four slots in the 35 to 39 age group, and three have been taken, so we've got uh, yeah. one. And the, f- the first person to get that just goes through the list. Now it sounds like they're going to basically everybody who there's no automatic qualification. You basically everybody goes to the hall. You got to be present in the hall, and you all go up. You know, we go right 35 to 39. We've got four age group, four slots, and they'll just read out name after name oh, and go okay. up. So I don't know why they made that change, but it seems a bit odd to me. Yeah. I quite like the other system. Okay. I was re- Having yeah. said that, the roll down procedure is quite a bit of fun to go and watch. It's uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, especially if you've finished. Tenth or something, and there's maybe three slots, and all of a sudden it starts rolling. Well, the year I got to kind of, I actually got sixth, and I think there were four slots. Mm. And so I wasn't sure because I was in an age group where you think most guys would take it, but luckily I got it. Mm. Yeah. So, change? No, I think I knew I had it before the roll down anyway because two of the guys I knew weren't going or something. Right. So there was no stress around it. Um, sponsors coffeesofway.com, um, tasty morsel, athlinks.com, uh, great results. Extreme endurance. John's on it. Foxes, get on the mic. John, come over here for a second. Oh, we've got to do our nicknames. Oh, we've got to do nicknames. Let's roll through this. I've got to, I've got to um, go get my bike service. Yeah, well, we'll just be quick. Yeah. Okay, nicknames. Okay, I've got to find where it is now. You start with your ones. Well, I've got to pull them up myself. Okay. See, I've changed the file. Yeah, what did you... Oh, I don't know what I did. Um, so what we're doing, guys, is we're selling our books. If you want to go to Kona, you win your money to go to Kona. You win some accommodation, some food, and you can go to watch the Ironman World Championships this year. All you need to do is go to www.iamtalk.me and you pay $30 for this amazing book that John and I put together that you guys created, which, let's be honest, it's pretty crap, but it looks good. <laughs> yeah. And it's the only way we get around doing a kind of the, selling the tickets. So you go there, and then what happens is once you've paid your $30, you go in a draw. We're going to be doing that around the 1st of June. Uh, we'll put all the names on the internet so you'll know what number you're is and we'll draw it out, which is cool. Then from there, um, uh, you also get an I Am Talk nickname if you donate your $30. So, Jombo's done 12 names, which I'm sure he probably hasn't even done 12, but where are you? Oh, I have so. Lee Steamroller Cartmel. Why Steamroller? I just thought Cartmel, Cartwheel. Oh, nice, yeah, I'm going with it, yeah. Rolling, yeah. Yep. David, the Bronze Howler, oh, Ishikawa. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. nice. Why yeah. the Howler? I just got it off your nickname. Ross, the blue-eyed battler. Do you know? Do you, do you know some blue eyes? Well, I went onto his athletes profile and he had a pair of blue goggles on. Oh, so nice. the blue-eyed battler. What if he hasn't got blue eyes? People well, always wear that Chris, the battleship Niebauer. That's he, he was from a place called Battleworth, and I thought Battleworth. Nice, yeah, Battleship. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. okay. Uh, Stuart, the compass more. Nice, the one we've done in the past. Brett. Hacksaw Shepherd. Oh! Chop your legs off. He was a trail runner and he's just going to chop your legs off and smoke you. Nice. Kevin, Commander Uber. Nice. Kint. What does Uber mean? Uber is like German. Really good. It's just big. Is it? I don't know what the direct translation is, but Uber is big or. Is it big? Is it? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Ned, no nonsense, Phillips. Nice. And Sean Barnes, who we know is Sean, Sean, the, porno. Sean the Porno. Do you know what's the problem with my business, John? Yeah. Well, my yeah, name is Sean the Porno. And, you, and we have seminars for new people. We go, oh, I'm introducing all the coaches. And here's Coach, mm. and here's Coach Sean. 
And I always have to explain why we nickname him Porno, and it just doesn't go down well when you've got a new bunch of vulnerable people in front of you. There you go. The new name, Wilberforce. Why Wilberforce? Well, you know the Under the Mountain, Morris G., the kids' book? Um, uh, Morris G., it was, it was a great New, Zealand, uh, okay. great New Zealand kids' book. You had the Wilberforces, and I kind of doctoring and dirt and stuff and all that stuff that Sean O. the Porno does. I just thought Wil- Wilberforce. Okay, so you don't Wilberforce. even need to introduce him as Sean O. the Porno. You just say, this is the Wilberforce. Porno works so well. He's even got a T-shirt with Porno written on the back. Oh, People must look at him and think, this guy's a I'm going to get this. I must think he's a real into it. I'm going to get this surname wrong. Adam, the cremator, Dragnell. Okay. Go with that. Cremator because he just destroys you? Yes. Yes. I don't know where this one came from. Weekly Quickies bought a copy of the book. Yeah, but you you got him a nickname. You can't just put question marks next to it. Well, they'll know who they are. Weekly Quickies. Okay, I'll come back to that. Matt, the Green Jewel Brag. Okay, that's very good. Green Jewel, why? Exactly. Just, well, just, <laughs> you just, just came out of nowhere came, came from out the nowhere. internet. Yeah. Okay, I've got uh, Anthony Morgan. He's a diesel demon. Nice. Yeah. So what do I do, John, is I use a little bit of internet and then put a bit of my own flavour onto it. Okay, go. So I saw diesel and I thought, oh, yeah, but diesel's not very good, but diesel demon. Okay, good for you. Uh, Tracy Walsh. I thought Dick Tracy. And then I thought, you can't call you Dick. <laughs> so then I thought, how about crime fighter Tracy Walsh? Nice. Yeah, see that one? Uh, Christopher Howard. And then I thought Howard the Duck. You ever watched the movie Howard the Duck? No. No, did you guys watch Howard the Duck? No. It was a Steven Spielberg movie from the 80s, and it didn't really work, I don't think. But then I thought Duck Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Howard cool. the Duck, yeah. yeah. Uh, Stefan Dooney, the moon jumper. I don't I know why I thought I of that one. I feel pity for the people who get like the 300 to – how many books are we doing? 300? Well, you reckon they're going to get worse as we progress? I'm thinking they're going to. <laughs> <laughs> it's rewarding the people who got in early. Yeah. Uh, I, see, I don't check if people have already got nicknames, so I may get double nicknames. Michael Threadgold, he's got, I'm calling him the Hawk. Okay, good for yeah. you. Triple Dave, Dave Dwan, Triple okay. D. Okay. Yeah, we already given that one. Uh, Joseph Carrie Burke, Burkle, what do you say there? Carrie Bork. Bork. Okay. Um, now, I thought, Joseph, who's the guy who plays Robin on the latest Batman? Joseph, Joseph, the guy, Jordan. Everyone's pulling blanks. Oh, he didn't actually play. You find out at the end of the movie, in the last Batman movie, that he was actually Robin. Gordon Lovett. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, so I called Joseph the Night Shadow because that's the other name for Robin. Right. Night Shadow's quite good. Uh, Michael, how's that one? Parrot? Parrot. Parrot. Uh, Super Hot Rod. And then we've got, because uh, yeah, it's just super hot rod, I saw hot rod and I add my little super to it. Uh, so thoughtful. Michelle McDonald, yeah. uh, the ultimate Mac. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, Peter McLeod, mysterious man. Because I thought Peter, who was that guy? Oh, oh, mysterious girl. Who was that? Peter Andre. Peter Andre. <laughs> 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 I'm loving that. It's the only pop culture you've ever known. Peter Andre. Peter Andre. He was the guy with all the six pack. And I was like, oh, Peter. And I thought, mysterious girl. Well, I can't call him that. I was living in the UK when he was pretty big, and he went out with this. You, Jordan? Do you? Have yeah, she big boobs. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I seem to remember about her. Um, Andre Lowry. Larry. Larry. I say. Rolls Royce. Just high class. Nice. And then Brandon. Skilton, and I'm going to say beat Master Skill. Beat <laughs> Master Skill. Yeah, he's ropping up the dance floor. Okay. Cool. That was me. You probably didn't tell. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Weekly Quickies, what's the name going to be? Oh. Weekly Quickies. Um, always Satisfies. Always Satisfies. Yeah, you like that one? Okay. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. I'd love that name. Always Satisfies. Okay, well, I won't save it. You've saved it. Done. Cool.
Okay, Fox is quickly get on the mic. Quickly. John needs to go, so we're going to quickly, just quickly get in your... Jump on with John's mic, because oh. I can't bother moving. Jump over here. So we've got the Foxes. These are our first ever studio audience. And uh, we've put on a lot of effort into the studio today. Oh, you're just going to keep your earphones on, are you? Yeah. Oh, what are you going to do? Are you just going to stand there? What do you want me to do? Oh, we'll stand there. <laughs> That's okay. So, Foxes, what, tell us your life story, quickly. A <laughs> uh, quick life story. Two Australians moved to America nine years ago, uh, left us America in November, taking a year off, racing around the world, uh, holidaying New Zealand, and then heading back for a, between a seven to 11,000-kilometre bike ride, and then finding a new place to live. They've been married 25 years, John. Bay. John's, John's just standing behind me like my mother. And uh, they've been married for 25 years. <laughs> he exactly bangs me around the head. Uh, married 25 years, and the year, 25th anniversary was to take a year off work? Yeah. And, and to live life a little bit. Yeah. Although it yeah. sounds like you always live life. And just before that, the main part of it was we hiked the John Muir Trail in the um, Sierra oh. Mountains. Oh, I never knew it. Is, it. is it awesome, is it? Fabulous. And we spent our wedding anniversary on the top of Mount Whitney. Wow. 360 kilometre. Okay, here's a question, because let's be honest, our sport is really good for breaking up relationships. How do, you, how do a couple stay successful in, in our world? Don't have kids. Don't have kids, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it helps. No, we don't take it seriously. We we're just seriously. out there for the fun and enjoyment yeah. of it all. Yeah, we're mid-packers. We don't have any pressure. We train together side by side all the time. Yeah. So we're 24-7 people. I think it makes yeah. life a lot easier for yeah. us. We're very – our whole life is about our relationship more so than anything else. Okay, great. Yeah. So you build everything – priority one's relationship – Life experiences on top of that. Yeah, everything else you'd walk away from for each other. Oh, that's a lovely thing, John. He's got a bit of a heart flutter then. Bloody hell, this is all getting a bit serious for me. <laughs> and, uh, and so you've been in New Zealand for how long? Uh, for, coming up to six weeks. And you'd recommend it's the best place in the world, wouldn't you? It is a phenomenal place. You know, for an Australian, it was like somewhere you never had to come to, and now we're over here, it's like we need to come back. Oh, uh, great. And, and where to from here? Back home to Australia for a month. And then you're going to ride... Uh, we're going to ride from hopefully uh, the plan is uh, coast to coast and border to border in America. So for a start in Boston, go up to Portland, Maine, right across to Portland, uh, Oregon, up to Vancouver, and then down to um, Southern California. Wow. And how long will it take? We're looking about seven months, so we can just do like a thousand miles, so 1600k a month to keep it easy. Yeah. Nice. And we're just going to take a tent, bob trailer on the back of the bikes and just an camp and find it. When you do that crazy stuff, is it, what, what about injury? Do you get injured much? <laughs> we haven't been injured too much, injured last race, but usually, you know, we're not, it's not huge stress stuff if you're only, yeah. you're not pulling massive mileage. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're not and racing it, it's just yeah. cruising. Yeah, no, but you know, it's just that high volume, you know, yeah, that, be careful. That, of, that potential's there. Because it could ruin the dream if you, like a bit, touch wood. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's, is this proper wood wood table? Yeah, it is yeah. actually. Yeah. Although, I bought that there, I paid shitloads for it, and it turns out they've gotten some cheap wood in my part of it. Oh, no idea of that. Bloody yeah. Hunter's Furniture. Um, okay, guys, well, thanks for coming along today, and uh, good luck for the rest of your journey. You want to say hello to anybody? Thank you very much for having us, and uh, shout out to Lizzie from Christchurch. She's an awesome tour guide. Awesome. And the Nickos and family in Australia. Nice, awesome, guys. Thanks for coming along. Cool. Thank awesome. you very much for having us. Okay, John's coming back into All his right. seat. He's taking over. He's, he's stopping my mother. John, what's your goss? Uh, oh, just get the position. Uh, it's just about this weekend, really. I played mini golf on Sunday with, with, mini with golf. the family. 
I get frustrated with mini golf. Oh, Bevan. I suck at mini golf. I'm, I get beaten by everybody. Belinda beats me at mini golf, and it does not go down very well. But do you pick a sad? I do. Oh, you <laughs> sad. <laughs> I do. So Toby took Thomas and Felicity playing mini golf at the one out by the airport with all the pirate ships and stuff. Oh, it's pretty good there, yeah. So it was all good. How does it cost? Because I always think it's quite expensive. Well, we took the old entertainment book. <laughs> the, entertainment <laughs> the entertainment book. <laughs> so that ended up being twenty six bucks for three of us. Oh, that's all right. So it was good. Yep. It was a Molluscan party. Do you know what a Molluscan is? Um, you guys don't know what Molluscans are? Thomas is... is, is <laughs> no, <laughs> they don't have a clue. He's, his body was covered in these bloody Molluscans that are like little growth sort of... Uh, is it like a bug? It, it, just... Yeah, it's just an infection. So it's like the chicken pot party. Sort of, but he had it for nearly two years. And, oh. uh, and so his body was covered in these bloody, just sort of zitty type things. And it was just gross. And they finally started disappearing a couple of weeks ago. So we had a molluscum oh, farewell so party. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So but he had to live with that for a long time. So oh, it was quite kid. good to see the back of them. Okay, so how are you feeling about the race? I know uh, we've talked strategy. How are you feeling? Pretty good. Starting to freshen up quite nicely. Had eight swims in the last nine days. We haven't been running much. So biking... Pretty confident with my bike. I think I'll be go well on the bike. Swim, I think should be, you know, I'm not in the same, a bit like Molina, he was saying he's in the worst swim shape he's ever been, uh, and I'm certainly not quite in the worst shape, but normally I'd swim sort of 49 to 50. I'm thinking it's probably going to be 51, 52, but I'm okay with that. Bike will probably be, if I have a, a lot of luck, could be as quick as 4.55, but I'm picking it'll more likely be uh, five hours to 5.05, and then uh, the run... If all goes to plan, I would hope would be about 3.05. Yep. Um, can't really see myself going three hours, but, uh, you know, wouldn't discount it. But if I have foot pain, who knows what it might be. But, yeah, worst case scenario, uh, I'd say 3, 3.10. But if not worst case, worst case if I can run okay. If, if the thing turns tits up, I think I'll still be safe even if I go like 3.30. Like when we when we blew up one year and yeah. I've blown up before and nine men still been able to do 3.30, 3.35 and if I have a good swim, good bike, that'll still be, should still be fine. What, what do you think you need to do to qualify? Uh, to be safe, you'd need to go under 9.30. Okay. Yeah, and what, to be what, safe. What, how many, do you know how many slots there are in your age group? Probably four. Okay. Probably. It was okay. four last year. Yeah. Um, so looking forward to it. It's when do you go times. to Tapo? Go up on Thursday morning, so race is Saturday, New Zealand time. And discipline is going? Yep. And she's going up Thursday as well? She's coming up Friday. Oh, okay. Good time. Party Thursday night. Going crazy on Thursday. So, no, looking forward to it. Forecast is looking better all the time. So, remember, guys, if you want to follow John on race day, go to his Twitter feed and you can go, you can get that from Project 2014. Yep. Uh, I'll put a link to it on www.imtalk.me and Belinda will be updating throughout the day just to show you how John's going. John Um, Newsom. NZ is my Twitter handle. Is it? Yeah. You can handle the Twitter. Yeah. Um, any other hap- No, that's it. What's happening in your world? King of the Waves again at the beach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was awesome day. I was telling Melina. Sad day was a nice it was day. The, it would go down as one of my best beach days ever. Really? It was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was perfectly weathered. No wind at Taylor's. Yeah. Perfect waves. Nice. It was just ideal. Loved it. Um, anything else? How much know? coverage are you going to watch on Saturday? I'll be keeping an eye on you. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Newsom. Yeah. Getting angry if you don't get fast enough. And Phil, gotta make sure Phil goes well. Has because well, yeah, he's got to qualify, isn't he? He does. All right, Phil. Mm. Well, he's in your age group. Yep. Oh, so you guys are going to take two of the four. Yeah. Selfish. Apparently, there's some. So I got a bit of research. Apparently, there's some uh, amazing guy in our age group, an Aussie guy who did Ironman Australia. You got Pod coming as well. Yeah, but he's already qualified. 
Oh, good so stuff. So yeah. this guy swam past the entire pro field and was smoking them. And I met Australia last year, swam like 43 minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, but can he like bike that. and run? Apparently can. Oh, no. So we'll see. Sneak him. We'll see, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do Tonya Harden. Yeah. You know, just give a bit of knee cabin. Yeah, that's all right. Sweet as, bro. Um, no, I'm not really doing much. Cool, let's wrap it up then. Oh, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Got a bike to bike to be serviced. <laughs> got to get on my gear ready. What do you got to get under your bike? Just get it all. Where do you go? Hum, Give them a plug. The bikery. Oh, the bikery is great. What kind of bike do you ride? Sepo. Oh, why nice, is Sepo the best? Nice profile wheels. Oh, profile wheels. What else? Yeah. Got the Holy Hammers Aero helmet. Oh. Yeah. If, if you want to see what I'm wearing on the race day and everything, I'll be putting it all up on Project 2014 before I go go out there. Okay. It's pretty pretty should be pretty easy to spot me on the bike. Yep. Because you'd be saying so fast. That's right. Yep. I'm Russ. I'm Indo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. All right. <laughs>